All right, let's just enter in. So what we're going to do is before we start this teaching, we're going to enter into the throne of grace. I'm going to say step in. What that means is we're all going to step into the throne of grace. It's right where the throne, where Yahweh is. And so I'm going to teach from the throne of grace. <laughs> and uh, you all are going to just absorb this teaching. We're going to ask the, the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to be with us as we learn tonight. We're all learning, right? Even what's so cool about this, one of the things I love about teaching is as I teach, I get revelation while I'm teaching, more deeper revelation in what we're going into, which is so exciting. So I love having a spirit of wisdom, knowledge and understanding. I don't teach without them. The seven spirits, part of the seven spirits of Yahweh. And But I love to teach from the kingdom from the kingdom of heaven. So we're going to step in. So one, two, three, let's just step in. Use your sanctified imagination. For those of you who are new, imagine yourself in front of the throne of Yahweh. There Yahweh is. He's sitting on his throne. For me, to the right, is Ruach HaKodesh, which is Holy Spirit. To the left is Yeshua. Because if you're sitting in Yahweh's seat, Yeshua sits on his right-hand side. So I have the perspective that way. So they're at the throne of grace. We're going to bow. We're going to bow before the throne of grace. Amen. We should love you, Yahweh. We worship you. We praise you. We love you. We come before your throne. Come before your throne. We acknowledge your for this opportunity to connect with my brothers and sisters. Growing sons in you, I thank you for surrounding every single individual. The sound of my voice, your presence, as we go deeper into your heart, everything that we do. Everything that we learn is connected to an intimate relationship with you, wanting to know who you are at a deeper level. Our desire here tonight and today, wherever we are around the world, is to connect with you at a deeper level, to search the deeper, deeper, deeper mysteries of your heart, your love, your love to connect our heart with your heart so that our hearts are intertwined so much so you can't tell the difference between the two. That is our heart's desire tonight as we sit in front of the throne of grace and we learn, we feed, we feed, we sup from your table what you have created for us and what you have given us now for such a time as this. We love you and we worship you. Amen and amen. All right. Woo you can already feel, you can just feel Yahweh. He, I just got to tell you, Yahweh is so amazing. He loves you so much. He has allowed you to be born during this time, this specific time to receive what he has for you. 
I want you to know that everybody that is on this call, you have a destiny scroll to fulfill. You have something specific that Yahweh has called you to do on this earth. Not me, not any other individual that you can look to the left or the right, but specifically you, that only you can do. And the keys that will be unlocked for your destiny scroll as you learn tonight are going to be pathways that you can step into, begin to engage with, and learn what Yahweh has for you, okay? There's no need to get overwhelmed with what you're going to learn. There's no need to say, oh my goodness, I need to learn all this right now. Step by step in an intimate relationship with Yahweh is how you grow in your spiritual maturity. Does everybody understand that? Step by step. And as long as you are on the path, connecting your heart to his, moving from glory to glory, you're where you need to be. Okay? Praise Yahweh. Awesome. 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 So, I want to give you a little outline of what we're going to talk about so you have a rough outline. A lot of times I just got to go with the flow with my teaching. I am going to do that tonight, but there's some very specific things that I want you to know. So I've got some notes here for me to follow as well to make sure I cover the things that I feel that Yahweh is calling me to share with you all. So first we're going to talk about the Bible verse that the courtrooms are based upon. Bible verse that the courtrooms are based upon. I'm going to give you several Bible verses tonight, which you have your, uh, it's your, in your purview, within your purview to study and to learn from these Bible verses. All right. But these Bible verses are important because in these Bible verses are deep mysteries. Now, for some of you that may be new to um, the sonship journey, uh, this, there'll be, these will be Bible verses that will have a different framework than what you're used to being taught in, okay? Which means you're going to learn something new. And I give you full permission to take everything that I share with you tonight and you pass it through Ruach HaKodesh, Holy Spirit. You pass it through Yahweh yourself. You pass it through Yeshua yourself. That's why it's so important to have a personal relationship with Hashelush HaKodesh, that is the Trinity, Hashelush HaKodesh, HaKodesh means holy, okay, all right, HaKodesh means holy, uh, Hashelush means Trinity, holy Trinity, okay, it's so important that you pass everything I say, or you will feel in your spirit, a knowingness in your spirit, and it just connects with you and you're like, wow, okay, I can really delve into this and grow. Does everybody understand that? But I want you to understand, this is a new age. This is not like the church age where we go and we listen to one person in a church. We cling on to everything they say and we say, you know what? I can't do anything without hearing from that person. Okay. You all are familiar. Many of you are familiar with the gifts of the spirit. I can go and I can talk about it. I float in all of them. However, this is a new age where Yahweh is calling you as a leader 
as an individual leader yourself as a son to come into communion with him so that he can he can show you yourself mysteries and revelations that only you have been designed to know and to understand and to share with others so my job is to come alongside you alongside you not above you alongside you to share so first bible verse that's based on the courtrooms second i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you a little bit about the seven layers of the kingdom of heaven seven layers of the kingdom of heaven number three we're going to talk about the structure of the bait den the structure of the bait den b-e-i-t okay capital b-e-i-t space capital d-i-n bait den all right and then fourth we're going to talk about the court systems their purposes my introduction to the court system by the seven spirits of yahweh the responsibility of a son to govern in those court systems as you develop in your spiritual maturity of a lord a priest a king okay a growing son and a son Okay, the Bible says that, <laughs> I love this. The Bible says that Yeshua, that Yeshua is Lord upon Lords. He's priest over priest. He's king over king. He is the son over sons. Did you know that that is your, that is a definition of your spiritual level of maturity, your role and your function in the kingdom now? not after you die now you start off in the kingdom as a lord it is a for lack of a better terminology it is a designation of a position that will allow you to do things in the kingdom realm now let me explain what the kingdom realm is there is the natural realm which is the realm that we are currently living in. This realm here is like a vapor, the Bible says. This realm is fleeting, right? This realm is not eternal. Okay. There is what I call is the supernatural realm. In the supernatural realm, this is for me personally, this is how I keep all the, the three realms separate. In the supernatural realm dwells both good and evil, angels and e uh, good angels, right? Good beings and evil angels and evil beings. Then you have the kingdom realm. In the kingdom realm only dwells Yahweh's kingdom, good angels, good beings, Hashalush HaKodesh, in the kingdom realm. So we've got three different different realms we can we can engage in. Do you all understand that this is very important? Because when you step into the kingdom, you need to make sure you know which kingdom you're in. Okay? 
because in the new way that Yahweh is teaching us, we work out, we step into the kingdom realm first, operate from the kingdom realm into the supernatural realm that then and then reflects in the natural. I'm here. Okay. okay. <laughs> we're rolling. We're rolling. Okay. Can everybody hear me okay? The whole screen froze and then boom, I saw the internet thing go out. All right. Cool. So just a quick recap. First, uh, Bible verses of the courtroom. Second, seven layers of the kingdom. Third, the structure of the bait den, B-E-I-T. D-I-N. Fourth, the court system, their purposes, introduction to the seven spirits of Yahweh, and the responsibility as sons to mature. What I was talking about was understanding the, the three different realms, I call them, and I'm going to use realms a lot, but it can be interchangeable, but you'll understand what I mean when I, we talk more about it. The three different realms, the natural realm, the supernatural realm, and the kingdom realm, right? In the natural realm is the natural where we currently exist right now, but we also exist in the kingdom realm. Everyone on this call, on this Zoom call, you exist in the kingdom realm as well. You haven't connected to who you are, but you will. Yahweh is giving you an, an, an invitation to know who you are, where you came from, and who you are, and whose you are, okay? The whole purpose, like I stated before, is an intimate relationship with Yahweh. And Yahweh wants, Yahweh wants you to know him intimately. And the way you know him intimately is to go see him. Very different than what the church age is teaching, that we are to ask him to come down. Come down, Holy Spirit. Come down. I mean, all the songs are come to us. Let me tell you something. If we're at Kakadesh, if Yeshua were to come in personage, in his glory, Yahweh couldn't, couldn't even do it. Well, he can if he chooses to do anything he wants. He won't, though, because he loves you. Because if he were to come, no one would be ready and we would just disintegrate like that. He says, my children, stop asking me to come to you. I'm asking you to get to know me and have an intimate relationship with me. I'm asking you to come to me. What that means is, because of Yeshua's death on the cross, he now opened Yeshua's death and his sacrifice on the cross. The cross is a gate, a gateway that has now opened up the ability for us to step into the kingdom realm right now and engage with what Yahweh has for this earth to know. Because the Bible says, all creation groans for the manifestation of the kingdom. All creation means all creation. Now, when I say the word creation, I don't want you to think from now on the earth. Creation means the trillions of galaxies in our cosmos. Creation means every single individual and being that Yahweh has created that is in our cosmos, in this realm. Okay? Creation means the billions of years we have been in this realm. Creation from the beginning of when this realm was first created to wherever Yahweh chooses to take it. All creation groans for the manifestation of the sons of God. That's in the Bible. Look it up. Meditate on it. 
creation means all of creation, which means the responsibility that we also have to, because of sin, because we allowed sin to come into this planet, how the ripple effect has rippled into other people's dimensional realms, other beings, dimensional realms that live in this cosmos. Now, how do I know that? All you got to do is look at Job. Job gives you insight into the other sons of God that are also in this dimensional realm. I'm going to get into that a little bit more. Yahweh is doing a new thing, folks. Yahweh is doing a new thing. And it's not like anything you've ever heard before. This is the first time you're hearing me speak. Now, what does this have to do with the courts of heaven? Everything. Everything. Now, we did a teaching on the podcast of the mobile court. There's many people out there that have teachings on the mobile court. I'm going to tell you why it's called the mobile court. Some people try to argue with me and say, and I don't mind arguing. I'm just like, I don't really argue. I just say, present my view. I allow you to present your view. I present my view. I allow you to. And then I say, okay, if we end up agreeing to disagree, that's fine. I still love you as a sister or brother in Yahweh. And let's just let our fruit show what we believe in and what it equates to, right? So the groaning that the earth is doing for all creation to understand who we are, for the sons to understand who we are in all creation, let me put it that way, to understand you, you are a son. Everybody that's on here, you are a son which means you have responsibility should you choose to engage with the responsibility that Yahweh is calling you to do. Bible verse to Zechariah 3, 7. I posted it on the Court of Heaven's page. If you will walk in my ways and if you will keep my laws, then you shall also judge my house and likewise have charge of my courts, courts, plural, and I will give you places to walk among those that stand by here. Anybody ask yourself, first of all, what do those courts entail? What does it mean to judge my house? What does it mean to keep my laws? What is Yahweh saying by that? What does it mean that he'll give you places to walk? And when? To stand by here, to stand by whom? Okay, boom, to stand by whom? All right, so now let's talk about the seven layers of the kingdom. That Bible verse is connected to each layer. I'm gonna tell you the seven layers of the kingdom. Then we're gonna go back over the seven layers and I'm going to tell you which part of the Bible verse matches with which layer of the kingdom. Everybody got that? First, okay. The first layer of the kingdom is the kingdom of the earth. I'll explain a little bit more in detail in a minute. Second layer is the kingdom of God. Third layer is the kingdom of heaven. Fourth layer is heaven. Fifth layer is heaven of heavens. 
sixth layer is the realms of perfection. Seventh layer is eternity. First layer, kingdom of the earth, if you walk in my ways. Yahweh is calling you to walk in his ways on the kingdom of the earth. What is the kingdom of the earth? What we're in right now. There's a much deeper teaching about this. I'm not going to go into it tonight. But in the kingdom of the earth dwells the principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness. Under the earth, you have several layers which you deal with dragons, scorpions, spiders, all of those evil demonic things that folks are trying to bind and do all these things with. They dwell in the kingdom of the earth, which also includes the atmosphere of the earth. In the natural and supernatural, the atmosphere realm of the earth. Now, you know why? You know why? Most people, when they talk about principalities and darkness and rules, do you know that there are good principalities? There are good rulers? Do you understand that? But the reason why the dark principalities and rulers and dragons and scorpions, okay, and reptiles, are ruling is because we have allowed them to because we haven't taken our rightful place they should not be there but we've allowed them to okay now in the process of the course that i'm teaching you tonight i'm going to teach you how to rule above them in other words no more shouting from the ground demanding this to come down or, or, or pulling down principles of power, you don't have the ability to really affect change that way. I'm telling you, it doesn't work because you're working underneath the arc. You've got to work above it, I'm teaching you how to step into the kingdom so that you can work above. And you war in rest, not in striving. In rest. Okay, so kingdom of the earth, walk in my ways. That means, that means know who Yahweh is, have a personal relationship with him, and, and, and be a person on the earth, in the kingdom of the earth, that displays his ways. You want to know more about his ways? Delve into the word. Find out what his ways are. I'm not going to go deeper into that, but I got to move on. Kingdom of God, keep my laws. Keep my laws. Keep my laws. Okay. So, in the kingdom of God, which is, and I'm going to explain this as best as possible. I know when I say seven layers, it seems like it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like, okay. But it's not. You can think of it that way, that's fine, but it's actually all dimensional realm and you can step into it. You don't have to go up in order to say, okay, now I've passed this layer, now I've passed that one. It is an intention of your heart to step into whichever layer of the kingdom Yahweh opens up for you. Do you ever understand that? But for, for the sake of grasping it, you can think of it as layers if you want, that's fine. All right? Now, the kingdom of God. The Bible says the kingdom of God is within you. 
So when you access the kingdom of God, you can actually access the kingdom of God by stepping on the inside of you, stepping out of you, which is a little deeper discussion, which we'll talk about at another time, okay? Stepping into whichever direction you step into, you're always stepping into the heart of Yahweh and then functioning out of that. Everybody understand that? Otherwise, you'll find yourself in a shadow realm doing things you're not supposed to be doing, bringing back evil with you. Everything comes out of the heart of Yahweh. You always step into his heart. All right? So the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is as close to, to the hand, to a hand that's in front of your face. That's how close the kingdom is. You all know the kingdom is that close to you. Okay? Kingdom of heaven, judge my house. That's the next layer. Judge my house means judge your own temple. Too many folks are trying to engage in the courts for other people and you haven't even worked on your own junk. You will not be effective in the kingdom realm if you haven't cleaned out your own junk, period. You can try, but you won't have any effect or very little. And honestly, it really won't do much because Yahweh's shifting things and he wants us to grow up. So use the mobile court, kingdom of heaven, use the mobile court. This is a, I'll, I'll, I'll show you where the courts are in regards to the layers. But right now, when I'm talking about judging your house, I'm saying utilize the mobile court to work on your own self, work on your autosomes. Clean out your junk, clean out your gateways, clean out your soul gateways, clean out, build your spirit gateways. You will become a force to be reckoned with. There's no more, there's no more dealing with the church age mentality. You can be apostle, preacher, pastor, teacher, but behind closed doors, you close, you curse like a sailor. You sin, you're in uh, pornography. You, um, you, your home is a wreck. Anybody met a pastor or an apostle who says they're an apostle, but their life is in shambles? I know I have. Okay. Now, this is not to condemn. But what I have to say is, if you are to be a son, this is a character law. You cannot fool anyone because Yahweh knows your heart. You cannot. He will not give you the responsibility of, be, of ruling and reigning in His kingdom. When your character does not match the responsibility, it's not gonna happen, folks. Ain't gonna happen. Okay? All right. Next. Okay? The king heaven. So we got king, we went to heaven, right? Um, heaven is judge my courts. Heaven is judge my courts. Now you understand how to use the mobile court. You've worked the mobile court. It's not a court for you to get stuck in, folks. I love all the people who are teaching on the mobile court, but if you're not engaging in the higher courts, you're just you're just you're just in your immature level of spiritual maturity, and you're not growing. Everybody understand that? You're not growing. Okay, so. Heaven says, judge my courts. In his courts, in heaven, you will then begin to be a judge. 
you're growing in your spiritual authority and you can now begin to work in the various different courtrooms which we're going to talk about all right heaven of heavens is appointed to the celestial council which i'll talk about also known as the council of seven i'll go into more depth when you grow in your level of spiritual maturity when you get invited into it you can begin to participate folks you cannot force your way into any of these courts i want to make that clear it's not going to it's not going to happen okay so you must grow in your spiritual maturity and and it must organically happen you must get rid of any pride you Humble yourself and allow Yahweh to move you in your levels of spiritual maturity when you are ready. All right. Last layer, realms of perfection and eternity, which is the was. Those realms are realms that don't necessarily have, well, okay, Steve Rucker, I guess, is correcting right now. Yahweh hasn't revealed to us necessarily what court systems are in those realms. Oh, that's that's there's one other court council that I'm going to speak about. I don't know if it's in that realm or not, but I don't personally have revelation on that right now. So I'm not going to talk about it, but who knows? You all might at some point. Everybody got that? Seven layers. Boom. Let's get to the courts. I'm excited. Let's get to the courts. Now, in the kingdom of the earth, between the atmosphere of the kingdom of the earth up to the kingdom of God, light and dark dwell the mobile court is in the kingdom of the earth between the kingdom of the earth and the kingdom of heaven right above us in the atmosphere there's no evil beings allowed in heaven so all the people are folks that are thinking that the mobile court is in heaven which allows all these demonic entities evil entities to enter into the heavenly realm i'm sorry you're, you're just mistaken now like i said ask yahweh but it's not in heaven. It's not where Yahweh is. Yahweh moves, he's mobile on his throne. And I'm going to explain to you why and how and how the mobile court moves. It's in this atmosphere. In the kingdom of the earth and the kingdom of God. That's where it is. Okay. All right. Now, before I get into the structure of the, of the courts, it's very important that you understand the structure of the baked den you may say why is that because every court is structured like a baked in it has three and then seven the three and the seven make ten okay baked in what is a baked in did you all know that the early christian church was formed around the hebrew culture of a baked in in other words the structure of our church system right now is a is a constantinian structure that was created from Constantine that is not a shadow of heaven. Okay, for Yahweh to put place his government upon the shoulders of his son, you must have a structure that resembles the structure of heaven. The current church structure is not that structure, folks. That's why people, pastors, leaders get burnt out because there's one person at the head and then they have everybody else around them that controls them, the board, which can be very manipulative, okay? It's a 
Western Constantinian structure, it was specifically done to dismantle the Jewish structure so that the head could have actually so that the church could have control over the money and take away the mystical nature of what Yahweh was doing with his faith in. And I'm going to explain to you why. I'm going to explain this quickly. I don't have time to go into depth. I'm going to give you a resource that you can look into if you want to. It's called Yeshua, a guide to the real Jesus and the original church by Ron Mosley, R-O-N-M-O-S-E-L-E. You can also Google it and then let your, your teaching take you, let your learning, let the spirit of knowledge take you to other resources and understanding and wisdom. So the Hebrew culture was structured with the three and then, and then seven, which made 10. And then the synagogue, okay, which had 23, actually 24 members in it, the, 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 um, the, um, uh, let me get to it. The, it was made up of 24. So let me go ahead and just explain this. Sanhedrin, I said synagogue. I, I didn't mean that. I meant the Sanhedrin. So you had the bench of three, you had the seven that made 10, and then you had the Sanhedrin, which is made out of 23, which the head of the bench of three would participate as the 24th member in the Sanhedrin. And the Sanhedrin would decide life or death. The court structure is very much structured in the court structures of heaven with three and the seven, and many times the 24 as well. It's structured in the big den. Now, the 10, the three and the 10 were called the Zakim. T-S-A-D-Q-I-I-M. That's the transliteration, which is the righteous men and officers of the synagogue. Okay? Now, our church, which we all have come from, has come from this structure. For the first 100 years, the church was structured with the baked in, the three, the seven, and then the 20, 23 that made 24. Okay? Now, the baked in were called the elders of the church. Elders of the church. It was made up of, on the left hand side, was the Shilak. Teesburg, which was the president, S-H-E-L-I-A-C-H-T-Z-I-B-B-U-R, which is the president, known as the angel of the assembly. The president was over the spiritual government of the house. And also, the house was assigned an angel, an heavenly angel, with a scroll. You all know that every church you go to has a scroll and a heavenly angel, okay, assigned to it. So that was the president, okay? The other um, individual on the, on the uh, right-hand side was called the court official, the Shilach Beit Den. S-H-I-L-I-A-C-H, Beit Den, was the court official who was the messenger of the house for the synagogue, was in the middle, okay? So the court official was in the middle, the Shilach Beit Den was in the middle and also served on the Sanhedrin. Then you have the Balti. Tifala, B-A-A-L-T-E-F-F-I-L-A-H, was the master of prayer, the overseer, kind of like the spiritual freak of the church, okay? 
Here's your bank den, folks, made of three. You really want to see a business grow? Have a bank den. Start off with a three. You want to see a church grow? Have a bank den. Start off with a three. Then get your seven. Start off with a three. It's not run by one person. It's run by three people. Understand the roles here, okay? Now, the additional seven are called the deacons. So you've got the three that are the elders, the seven that are the deacons of the church, okay? Here are the seven. This is amazing. And I'm just, I'm just giving you all this. It's fascinating information. I really want to encourage you all to delve into this deeper because you'll see the structure and the numbers. Yahweh doesn't do anything by accident. <laughs> Everything he does has a purpose. So the seven additional members were known as the deacons of the church, which were responsible for the daily function of the house. So isn't that amazing? Pastor is not responsible for the daily function of the house or, or how things roll. Actually, it's in the hands of the seven. Pastor is not even in the three. The pastor is in the seven, known as the deacons. Okay? Now, uh, here's what you have. Okay? Um, out of the, here's the app. You have the Shelach Teaser of the seven, the master of the assembly, the order of the service of the house made sure there wasn't chaos going on in the floor. You had the Megid, like the Magi. You ever heard of the Magi that came to visit Yeshua when he was born? The Magi are actually the mystical ones. Okay? Right? They were mystical. They were connected to the revelations of what Yahweh would give and then bring it to the church. You had the Maserat which has other connotations that I won't go into. The Maserat was the one who was able to separate light from darkness. That was the discerner of the house to make sure there wasn't any darkness coming in the house, or I should say chaos coming in the house. The Maserat. The next one was the Purnasim or the Shamashim. Shamashim, S-H-A-M-M-A-S-H-I-M, known as the pastor of the house. There were three pastors. And guess what? One of them had to be a female. Three pastors. One of them had to be a female. And then you had the Matagurman, M-A-T-U-R-G-E-M-A-N, known as the interpreter of the house. The Matagurman would administrate revelation of the kingdom into the house and ensure that revelation was being taught. Ensure that revelation was being taught and administered throughout the house. Isn't that an amazing structure? 10 people running the function of the house, okay? So exciting. All right, so you've got your, let's go to the mobile court. I want you to understand that because a lot of the, all the courts are structured with the three and 10. Now the mobile court is different. The mobile court is the, initial court that you entered into which is not part of the upper courts not part of the 10 courts i've done teaching this is the court you all are most familiar with but i'm going to review it fairly quickly all right we know that we go to the mobile court for admittance and repentance it is not a place of intercession the throne of grace is a place of intercession, not the mobile court. Before you go to the mobile court to plead on anybody's behalf or to try to wipe out somebody's sins or whatever it is, 
first of all, you should be focusing on your own admittance and repentance first before you look at helping your family members. Second of all, you don't have the ability or the right to admit and repent for anyone else's sin that's currently living, who is an adult, I'm not talking about children, who is an adult, unless Yahweh gives you permission to do so. And he hasn't yet for me. It could be permission if you have a spouse, maybe two, yes, because you're one. But that's something you work out with Yahweh. But don't be too anxious to go into the mobile court to handle other people's issues. Use the mobile court for your own. As part of the mobile court, you've been asked for contempt orders, enforcement decrees, a written mandamus, which is a mandate, okay, for someone to do an act, a habeas corpus, a writing requiring a person who's under arrest to be brought before the judge, and it secures the person's release. That could be something potentially you could use, an injunction, as well, a cease and desist order or eviction notices, whatever you use, be led by Ruach Kakadesh. In the mobile court, you have the seven spirits of Yahweh who are your witnesses. They witness everything. You have the cloud of witnesses that come into the mobile court who are also there to witness and see what takes place. You have Ruach Kakadesh who is there to guide you through the process. You have Yeshua who is your advocate. And you have Yahweh who's on the throne. You can also have any of your angels or whoever else is with you also to witness what takes place in the mobile court. The mobile court is like the court of the Yassad, which is the highest court of heaven. The mobile court is like the highest court of this natural realm. But you have to engage with it in the kingdom realm. In other words, you can work, you can, through your admittance and repentance, affect actual verdicts here on in the natural realm on the earth. Court case, actual court case on the earth, okay? And also, get rid of those platforms, which, are your, which is in your DNA, your autosome, all the way back, to before Adam and Eve, when there was co-mingling and mixed seed with evil beings into your generational line. That is powerful, folks. There's not a lot of people that are teaching that right now, except if you're tracking where Yahweh is taking us to sonship. You will have so much victory. You will have so much victory if you understand how to utilize the court with yourself first. So that you can be a testimony to other people or how it works. It took me several months to clean out my autosomes, and now I don't get attacked first. Okay, I've worked on my soul gate. I'm at rest. I'm at peace. I live a life of rest and peace. Right? We all can do that if you learn how to utilize the mobile court for yourself. So why is it called the mobile court? I'm going to give you the Bible verse in Ezekiel. You can look it up afterwards. Ezekiel one. 19 through 21 specifically talked about the living <laughs> the living uh creatures went the wheels went the bible verse indicates a throne that ezekiel actually was sitting on he was seeing himself sitting on a throne with mobile wheels moving and turning wherever the beings took him okay 
we are made in the image of Yahweh. That is an example of what Yahweh does in his throne, in real, that take him anywhere he wants. He's in several thrones, folks. He's not confined to a throne that's stationary. He can get in any throne he wants, and he has a mobile throne, and that mobile throne he utilizes in the mobile court to come and adjudicate cases on behalf of his son, his kids, soon-to-be sons. So I'll let you look into that, the wheels, and get a connection on what that means. That is you, by the way. You've got your throne, your diet that you sit in on wheels that take you places. In fact, that's how you, one of the ways you can travel in the kingdom realm is on your dais. All right. So that's the mobile court. Well, let's go on to the next court. The next court is the court of war. Some of you all might have heard this court. So I'll tell you as I'm going along where the courts reside. I'm just going to get this up here while I'm pushing here. All right. So in the kingdom of the earth and in the kingdom of God, you have the mobile court, you've got the court of the angels, which is on the right-hand side. It's not really, but it's all dimensional. You all understand, I'm just giving you a map that may help, that can help you grasp it. Right-hand side, court of angels, left-hand side, court of war, okay? So you got the mobile court, right on, right-hand side, court of the angels, left-hand side, court of war. Those courts are in the mobile court is in the kingdom of the earth, the kingdom of God. The court of the angels, court of the war, are, are, are in the kingdom of God. Okay? They're in the kingdom of God. So, what is the court of war about? This is amazing, folks. The court of war deals with the strategic positioning of the sons. What you can do is go to the, go to the court of war, and you can get help on your strategy on how to administrate whatever you've been mandated to administrate on the earth. In other words, instead of using your own, well, I think we need to do this, or I think we need to do that, or I think I heard Yahweh say this, you can walk into the court of war strategy, okay, present an authorized mandate, strategize with the beings that are there, they'll give you strategy on how to administrate your mandate throughout the earth. Powerful. Now, for me, Yahweh said, Nina, I want the seven spirits of Yahweh to introduce you to all the courts. So I have a, one of the seven spirits of God designated for each of the courts before I go into the court and begin to engage with the court and engage with the court. This one of the seven spirits of Yahweh comes in the court with me. I become an observer first before I engage in it. Okay? So the one of the seven spirits that was assigned to me for the court of war and strategy was the spirit of might. Huh? That makes perfect sense, right? Spirit of might. Spirit of might teaches you how to, to strategy, how to war. In rest. Okay? In rest. In rest. Right? Court of the angels. I love this. Woo. Court of the angels. The seven, one of the seven spirits that were assigned to me to involve me in the court of the court of the angels is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. It deals with holiness and righteousness. Okay? 
Now, the spirit, let me go back, spirit of might in the court of the war and strategy reveals us for a position. You write that down. It reveals us for a position. Court of the angels, the spirit of the fear of the Lord seals us for a position. Seals us for a position. Now, what do you do in the court of the angels? This is awesome. And after I explain all this, I'll tell you how I engaged with the court, what the process was to legislate. Tell you what I did. Okay. Now, court of the angels, when you walk in the court of the angels, it's so busy. There's so much activity going on. When I legislated, I walked into the court. I had angels already waiting to be assigned. Some of them asked, if if, can I volunteer to help you with your mandate? Some of them were already assigned with my mandate. So when I legislated and did what Yahweh wanted me to do, the angels went to set it forth. That's what the court of the angels are for. You don't have to do things by yourself, folks. You had a whole army with you. But if you're not knowledgeable and you don't acknowledge who they are, you're working by yourself. Okay? So the, the court of the angels, the angels go forth to administrate the justice of God on the earth. Okay? Now, Hebrews 1.14, we all know this Bible verse. Are they not angels, ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation? That's your Bible verse. Very quickly, I'm going to tell you the angelic canopy that sits above you right now that you have access to once you sit on your throne and begin to govern as a Lord. All right. Yahweh sits upon his mountain. And over his mountain is an angelic canopy. Some of these angels, the leaders of these angelic can canopies, I'll mention their name. You'll be like, I know who that is. I heard about that angel. Some of them you won't. But some of them you might have engaged with. Okay? So, Yahweh sits on this mountain. There is an angel canopy above him. We are just like Yahweh. We're made in his image. We have a mountain that is your responsibility as a, as a son. You're going to start off as a Lord, though, first. Sit on your mountain, folks. There are lots of mountains in the kingdom of heaven that have not been claimed because we haven't sat on them and understood how to rule and reign from them. Sit on your mountain. When you sit on your mountain, this is the angelic canopy. So you have no reason to be afraid. Not even an iota when you understand you have this angelic canopy that is at your disposal to work for you. I'm gonna go in the order from the top of the angelic canopy to the closest that are connected to the throne of Yahweh, which means these are the closest angels that are connected to you. First, Metatron. Metatron is on the top and it actually kind of governs over this. It's called the angelic canopy. It's also considered like a cube. A cube within a cube within a cube, okay, that these angels dwell in. Millions and millions and millions and millions. Of, I call them beings, really. Some are angels, some are beings. They're not all angels, okay? First one, Metatron, okay? 
He is in charge of the, the Koyo, C-H-A-Y-O-T-H, which are the creatures. They're not angels, so the creatures. I'm not going to go into depth in that. Raziel. Raziel, R-A-Z-I-E-L, is a head, the head of the Ophanim. The Ophanim are spears. And some of you all are having encounters and engagements with these angelic beings, but you don't know who, you don't know what they are. Some of you all have encountered spheres. Some of you all have encountered um, the shining ones, the caspalums. I'm going to get to them, which are bright like orbs, uh, bright like colors, orbs sometimes. Now, do you know the Ophanim are mentioned by name in the Hebrew Torah? They're not mentioned in the English Bible, but they're actually mentioned in name. Guess who the wheels within a wheel with the eyes are? They're the Ophanim. And if you go into the Torah and read Ezekiel, it'll call them out by name. And it tells you these are beings, spheres, round circles with spokes in the wheels and they have eyes on them and they move and go where the intention of your heart tells them to go. All right, so Zachiel, T-Z-A-T-H-K-I-E-L is the head of the Aralem, which are the mighty ones. The Aralem, E-R, comma, E-L-I-M, the mighty ones. Now, I said Zachiel, Zachiel, T-Z-A-D-K-I-E-L. Zachiel is in charge of the cash balloon. Those are the shining ones. Sometimes when I engage and I close my eyes, I then begin, the, the dark turns into these colors, purple and blue and these beautiful colors shimmering and shining colors. They're actually beings from the angelic canopy engaging with you. The colors mean something, folks. So ask yourself, why are they representing themselves in that color? What is it? What is Yahweh seeking to share with you? By the way, the Bible says kings search out the matter. So when these things happen to you as a king, as a king, you got to be ready to search out a thing. Next one is Gabriel. Anybody ever heard of Gabriel? Yes, everybody's heard of Gabriel. Gabriel is the head of the seraphim, which are the burning ones. Seraphim, which are the burning ones. I know I have seraphim around me and engaging me because I'm on fire. When I, I just feel it. I'm just like, my body's just like on fire. Okay, Uriel. Uriel is mentioned several places. Uriel is in the book of Jasher. Uriel, I mean, you can read about Uriel. Uriel is the book of Enoch. Um, Uriel is a Malachim, M-A-L-A-C-H-I-M, which is a messenger. Okay, a messenger. Peniel, H-A-N-I-E-L, is an Elohim. Elohim or one of the judges. Okay. Michael is a Bena Elohim. Bena Elohim, which is one of the sons of God. 
I can't go into all of what they mean and where you point them out in the scripture folks right now because I'm not as focused on that. All right, but I'm just giving you something to delve into deeper history with. Raphael is in charge of the cherubim. R-A-P-H-A-E-L, cherubim, the covering ones. The ones that were uh, at the Ark of the Covenant covering. And then you have the closest beings to the throne are the Isham. I-S-H-I-M, headed up by Sandalphon, S-A-N-D-E-L-P-H-O-N. They are the warring ones. You have access to that angelic canopy. When you sit on your mountain, you have access to that angelic canopy. And you can engage with the beings from those various different angelic groups. Whew, I'm feeling it right now. I know specifically because of one set. There's one of the beings from that set that's been assigned to me that is always by me all the time. I can feel him right now. I know he's there. He's by me all the time. It's amazing. So when I started talking about him and his group, anyways, very exciting. Okay. Everybody get that? So that's a lot for the court of the angels, but you can you can just delve into that and just step into that. Let Yahweh share with you more about that. Super exciting. Let's go to the court of the scribes. So next. Kingdom of heaven. So we talked about the kingdom of earth, where the courts are, the kingdom of God, where the courts are. Now we're looking at the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven. We're talking about the court of the scribes, the court of the chancellors, the court of the scribes, and the court of the chancellors. Okay. So let's talk about the court of the scribes. The court of the scribes, the seven, uh, one seven spirit of Yahweh that was assigned to me was the spirit of understanding. Spirit of understanding authorizes us for positions. Spirit of understanding authorizes us for this position. In the court of the scribes, everything you do, everything you say is recorded. This very thing that we are talking about right now, that's being recorded in the natural, is also being recorded in the court of the scribes and being stuck into whatever specific place needs to be stuck into, where any of us could have access to that in the future. So remember, okay? Also, what you ask when you go to the court is also recorded in the court of the scribes. And what you ask shows your level of spiritual maturity. Daddy, you know, I need money. That shows small level of spiritual maturity, right? Okay? If you say, Daddy, I need to know how to rule and reign as a son, bigger level of my spiritual maturity. Got it? Okay. Because Daddy Yahweh has provided for all of our needs. If we know this, we trust and we walk in that. Right? We don't go to the throne of grace or ask as we're administrating. Now, I'm not saying if there's a specific issue you need to administrate, administrate that case. But still, be careful of what you ask for and say in the mobile court. Everything is written down. Now, I'm not saying if you say something that's maybe not within protocol, it's going to be like, oh, man, you messed up. Forget it. No, that's not how the kingdom works. I'm here, though, to tell you how to engage in the court as a, so as you're growing in your maturity as a son. So in the court of the scribes, right, um, the scribes also 
have a record of your destiny and your testimony scroll that came out of heaven. It has a record also in the, this is so amazing, also in the court of the scribes has a record of all of Yahweh's works, his creation. In other words, you can go to the court of the scribes and find out how he created the earth, what happened in the earth, okay? It's got a record of not only what he created, it has a record of his laws. In other words, how everything works down to the minutia, atoms, neutrons, protons, okay? And, and uh, it has the statutes where you record what you legislated and what other people have legislated for you to have access to that to either utilize legislation that's already been done or put in your legislation that Yahweh has mandated you to do. All of that is recorded in the court of the scribes. Scribes are everywhere. There was one time my twin sister and I, I was with her, with her husband, the three of us, and we were talking about this. And she goes, oh, wow, there's, look, there's a scribe right over there. The scribe was sitting there writing what we were saying, what we were talking about. Boom, to be recorded. Okay? So <laughs> nothing is hidden, folks. Nothing is hidden. And you're always among friends, right? Okay. You want us to be the good friends. All right. Good beings. Okay? Um. Let me make sure I got everything I want to talk about here. All right. Oh, one more thing. You can also engage with the scrolls that have been reported in the different spheres of government. Like, for example, those of the patriarchs of old, they also have their scrolls there. You can access those scrolls. Maybe some of those folks are assigned to you as your governors. I'll go into that for you. A little bit more so you can also access that there too as well let's get on to the court of the chancellors this is an exciting court court of the chancellors and the kingdom of heaven why is it so exciting court of the chancellors are made up of beings that are came from first creation there's first creation and there's second creation we're in second creation first creation are the sons of god okay Michael and the sons of God that were created. Second creation are us. Now, how do you differentiate between the two? I'm going to let you all delve into this, to the study of this. I'm going to give you the Bible verses. Let Ruach HaKadosh reveal to you truth. Genesis first deals with the sons of God. They're the first creation. They were made by, out of the mouth of Yahweh, the, the, out of his uh, glory. Second creation, Genesis 2, 4, are the sons of men, but we're also called the sons of God, which are made of the dust of the ground, where breath was breathed into them. Two different creations. Here's what happened, folks. I know some of y'all are like, wow, this is a little crazy, but here's what happened. First creation, what happened was, first creation happened on this earth, something on this earth. Satan then began to grow iniquity in his heart in heaven. He was a cherub. 
He took the secret that came out of the Ark of the Covenant, turned it outwards towards other beings that were willing to trade with him, and revealed the secrets of Yahweh, one of them of which was his creation. Okay? Other beings traded with Satan about that. Satan began to rebel against the kingdom of Yahweh. He got some folks to come along with him. Not that many, but he did get some. Yahweh, with a lightning bolt, kicks him out of heaven. He enters the atmosphere of the earth, first creation, and begins to create havoc upon the planet. Yahweh takes first creation, the dimensional realm, which is made of the sons of God, made out of his voice, shifts it into another realm. Okay? And then, I love this. I really believe this is true. I haven't gone back and engaged with this, but you can if you want to. What Kat Kerr says, I believe this is true, though. What Kat Kerr says is during that time, Yahweh froze the planet to prevent evil from spreading. Now, he let it sit, and then when he was ready to create again, he blew on it. The ice age was over. That's why this planet has been around for billions of years, folks. If you think it's only been around for 7,000, no. No. Okay? And you start with Genesis 4 with the hovering of the waters over the deep. 2-4. And that begins our creation. The, the chancellors, the, the, the sons of God, that dimension is the closest dimension to this realm that we can step into. They go throughout all of the dimensions. They have a mandate from Yahweh. Their mandate, one of the mandates is to help us in this dimension and also to go throughout the other dimensional realms in the cosmos to help and potentially maybe other ages as well, okay? So we also have the ability to become a chancellor when we're given the responsibility when we go on our spiritual journey to also sit. Because as a chancellor, when the king walks in the court to get approval of the legislative decree, the chancellors sign on the legislative decree, lion off eagle man, the four faces of Yahweh, right? And then they have it sealed and they have the mandate, mandate that they can move forward. Right? Uh, I'm telling you this because I'm going to be honest with you folks. We're in a new age. You're going to see more and more of the manifestation of what I'm speaking about, what others are speaking about, actually present itself in the natural. And Yahweh is preparing us to have an understanding of why it's presenting itself here and what we are to do with it. Once you know your spiritual level of maturity, you'll be able to move with it and you'll have a better understanding of it. Right? So, you'll also notice in Genesis 2-4, it talks about in the day Yahweh created the, the, uh, um, the earth, okay, and man. If you read those two side by side, you can tell the different creations. Just read it. Don't read it with the eyes that you're used to reading it. Read it with new eyes. Let Rock Crocodile lead you. If you want to know more about this, there's a conference set called um, Creation. It's only about 15 New Zealand dollars, $8,033 US dollars. 
on Ian Clayton's website. It's sunofthunder.org, I believe. www.sunofthunder.org. Now, a lot of what I learned came from Ian Clayton, some of the other folks like Mike Parsons. But I didn't learn it and just say, all right, I'm going to take it for granted. I passed it through Yahweh. And then Yahweh began to, Yahweh revealed to me more. And then I walked in it. So I didn't just say, oh, that's great information. I walked in it. And so I'm here to tell you, I, I understand this because I've experienced it and I've walked through it. I have my own testimony. Even though I've learned from others, I use it as a springboard to step into my own mountain to build what Yahweh has ordained for me. So the next you have is a court of the upright. This is an amazing court, right? So I already said in the Chancellor's Court, the Spirit of Counsel. I don't remember if I mentioned that. I'll mention it again. Chancellor's Court, Spirit of Counsel, prepares us for position. Court of the upright, also Spirit of Counsel, prepares us for position. The Court of the upright, again, it has a bench of three and seven. These courts have a bench of three and seven. It's good to know that. So in the court of the upright, I love this court. This is the court where I met my governor. In the court of the upright, you have access to the cloud of witnesses. Somebody knows that Bible verse that talks about the cloud of witnesses. I had access to my governors. My governors are those men in white linen. You all may have heard of that. Cloud of witnesses assigned to you for your particular scroll. Galatians 4.1.2 says, now I say, that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he is lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the appointed time for the father. The tutors are the seven spirits of Yahweh. Your governors are those who are in the court of the upright. You don't have to go to the court of upright to engage with them. You can just ask Rav HaKadosh what's the best way you can engage the governors from your mouth. Okay? The governors are there also, tutors and governors are there to help grow you into spiritual maturity so that you can begin to move in the higher courts of heaven and start to rule and reign like you're supposed to from your mountain, not worried about and fighting with demonic evil spirits. Got it? Okay? But governing over them and fulfilling your destiny scroll on this earth. All right. Court of the Kings. Court of the King, also the Spirit of Council, which prepares us for position, is what was assigned to me, who was assigned to me. The Court of the Kings has a bench of three and seven. The Court of the Kings is the functional part of those sons who have their mountains and sit upon them. In other words, you cannot be a king to access the Court of Kings or the king, unless you have sat on your mountain as a lord, then become a priest, then a king, to have access to the courts of the king. You walk into the court of the king, and that's where you develop your legislation. You sit down at a bench, there's a scroll, and for me, through, through the unction of Yurakakadesh, write out a legislation. None of it came from come from me. I don't even walk in there with an idea unless 
just the other day, I said, Yahweh, this particular issue needs to be dealt with. He said, go legislate it to me. I said, yes, daddy, I will. Which means he allowed, he gave me the authority to legislate it. He also gave me the sphere over which I could legislate. So I know that when I legislate, it's going to work. Okay? Not haphazard, folks. Okay? It's going to work. So, in the court of the kings, all right, I want to explain something to you. Every court that I'm talking about, above the mobile court, you have the ability to participate in. But here's how it works. First, you must witness what's taking place in the court. Then you speak about it to affirm it. Then you shepherd over it, okay? Through your experience in it, you bring enlightenment to it. Then you get inducted into the government of it. In other words, you can't just jump into a court and say, oh, I know exactly what I'm a lawyer, folks. I did not jump into these courts. Yahweh led me at the right time to through the courts. Okay? All right. So that's the court of the kings. That's where you go to write out your legislation and, and you can become a king that sits on the bench of three that then acknowledges other legislation that's being written and approves it. Okay? All right. So you can get into the leadership of those courts too. That's important because the next court I'm going to talk about is the Council of the Prophets. Okay? Now, the Court of the Kings that I just spoke about and the Court of the Upright are in the realm of heaven. Court of the Kings, Court of the Upright, and then the next council I'm going to talk about, the Council of the Fathers, they're in the realm of heaven. Again, the Spirit of Council took me into this court, preparing me for position. People have a right to sit in this court as long as they have governed in, let's see. No, that's the Court of the Judges. Let me said this again. People have a right to sit in the council of the fathers as long as they have taught someone else how to become a father. That's what I want to say. Now, what that means is many church structures are focused on a hierarchy where the pastor's at the top and they don't really teach anyone anything to take over because they like being at the top. There are many people that call themselves apostles. If you call yourself an apostle, yet you are not teaching someone how to replace you, you are not an apostle. You can put your name to it, you can claim it, but you're not. Because that is not the role of an apostle. Apostle is to shepherd and to help other people become apostles. Now, when I say counsel the fathers, I'm talking about mothers too. You understand? You are in a mother role or a father role where you're teaching others to come up alongside you, not to lord over them. Those days are gone, folks. They're gone. Those days are gone. So 
This court can only be accessed by those who are in that position, in that fatherly, motherly position. Guess who's in that court, folks? Moshe, Moses, Abraham, Abraham. Those who are our forefathers are in that court. You can participate in that court, but only if you've been in a position who you have mothered and fathered others to a position of a mother and father. Does everybody understand that? So if you hear somebody talking about jumping in the court council of fathers, I'm not saying, I don't poo-poo on anybody's spiritual experiences, <laughs> but I do take that to y'all and I'm like, mm, that doesn't make me say, really? Your fruit is going to show where you are, clearly. Your fruit is going to show where you are spiritually, okay? All right, take down this verse, 1 Corinthians 4.15. For though ye have tens and thousands of instructors in Christ, yet you have not many fathers. Yahweh is saying, there's a bunch of instruction instructors out here, Yeshua was saying to the Hebrews, there's a whole bunch of teachers, but nobody's a father. Nobody's a mother, because everybody wants to hold on to their own position, and they don't want anybody to grow in their spiritual authority. That is a clear sign that somebody you don't need to be underneath, folks. You don't. It's time to engage with Yahweh yourself and get the revelation that he has for you. Come alongside other sons as we grow together, all in all in leadership, you understand? No one's trying to, well, let me prophesy over you. Let me tell you what Yahweh has for you. No, that's old. That is old stuff, folks. The fivefold ministry can still be utilized, but in a responsible, more mature way, not in the way that it's currently being administrated, where people run to people to get healed. People run to get people to get a word. People run to people. That is not an example of Yahweh's kingdom, which is why I explained to you the baked in and the process and how that works. You can get a better understanding how the government of Yahweh works. Okay? That's such an awesome scripture. I love that scripture, 1 Corinthians 4 15. We need some fathers, folks. I am calling. Listen to the sound of my voice. I am calling whoever is on this Zoom call. Become a father, become a mother. Step into what Yahweh has for you. Learn from people like me, but don't come to people like me as the end of your learning. Go to Yahweh to learn yourself. Go to your governors and tutors to learn yourself. You, you can't, just like you can't get into heaven being dependent upon someone else's salvation, you're not going to be able to fulfill your destiny's goal being dependent upon somebody else telling you what it is. So some people ask me, what's my destiny scroll? I know if someone is out there trying to tell someone what their destiny scroll, do you know there are people who pay, pay me $15, I'll tell you what's on your destiny scroll. That is, what is that? That's divining. That is, uh, that's witchcraft. Give me $10, I'll tell you what's on this goal. Come on. I mean, come on. That's witchcraft, folks. That's not how Yahweh's kingdom works. Yahweh will tell you 
And if you allow someone to speak into you, your destiny scroll, if you allow someone else to, you're then allowing them a doorway that is open to a Jezebel spirit, to manipulation and control in your life. Don't let anybody do it. And if a person is doing it, they're doing it out of their own soulless desires. They may want, have the intention of helping, but it's showing their spiritual maturity, their lack of spiritual maturity. Because guess what, folks? Now what Yahweh is saying, what you speak into, you call yourself a prophet, what you speak into, you must shepherd until it's completion. So you open your mouth and say something to someone, you want to prophesy over someone, guess what? You're now responsible to bring about the prophecy that you just said. You are now responsible. And if you don't do it, Yahweh holds you accountable. So it's not like, let me just drop a couple things in your spirit and run away. No. You're held responsible. So be careful what you speak and what you say over people. People try to, what's this? Speak into this. What's Yahweh saying? I say, ask him yourself. What did Yahweh tell you? What did Rurak HaKadosh tell you? What did Yeshua tell you? You should have a relationship with them so that they can tell you yourself. Okay? No more playing games, folks. No more playing games. It's, it, this, is, this is like, uh, uh, no more sitting on the sidelines. Step in to what's taking place. Step in to it. Okay? Court of the Judges, the spirit of wisdom showed me the Court of the Judges. The Court of the Judges, uh, spirit of wisdom equips us for position. I love the Court of Judges because the Court of Judges is the functional arm of judgment that gets administrated throughout the earth in the heavenly realms when Passover ends. In the heavenly realms, <clears throat> after February the 28th, there's 70 days of judgment that comes upon the earth. Here's what happens. 70 first nations. These 70 first nations are nations that have birthed other nations, but specifically the 70 first nations, 70, 70. First nations, nations that were first developed on the planet. All right? Okay. Their scroll, the angel with their scroll, okay? And the men in white linen, the men of old, I should say. Men of old are part of the men of, they could be part of the men in white linen, but the men of old, men of old are individuals that are still living on this planet. Now, Ian Clayton has made a couple, met a couple of them, I haven't, but he has, that are older than 250 years. They live on this planet. Many of them are in, live in caves or out in the desert, but their job is to intercede for the nations. They're here specifically to intercede. That's why a lot of this stuff is taking place because they've been interceding with, with for us on our behalf. When these scrolls of the 70 first nations are opened up their angel and the men of old to testify, judgment takes place, 
between what the scroll was meant to do in the nation and what it has accomplished. If it hasn't accomplished what it's supposed to, judgment then comes down. But the judgment doesn't come down on the people. It comes down on the evil beings that are preventing the nation from stepping into its scroll. I'm sorry, folks. You hear all these folks talking about judgment upon Yahweh's people. It's not upon the people. But I'll tell you now, the people can get affected. The judgment upon the evil beings that are connected to these nations, the principalities, the ones that are in the atmosphere above the earth, they actually have built physical, not physical, spiritual buildings and kingdoms above various different nations. That's why you don't play with trying to pull down a principality and power. You can't do it. If you seek to do it from the earth, it's not going to happen. Or if you do, you're going to get your butt kicked. Okay? You don't want to get your butt kicked. So let's be mature in this process. All right? So the judgment comes down on the evil beings that are attached to these nations. If an individual, a person, is attached to the platform of that evil being, then that person also gets the effect of the judgment. But what most people see is, oh, Yahweh's judging these people. He's judging these people. Yahweh wants life. But the judgment has to take place because these evil beings are seeking to kill and destroy. That's why we have, as sons can help lessen the judgment in the nations we're in, when we begin to understand our role and authority and walk in the various different levels of the court. Do y'all understand that? From above, from the heavenly realm, not from below. Okay? Now, in the, the council of the judges, the council of the judges also receives Whatever is taking place in the celestial council, I'm going to next, whatever effect that could that may affect the earth, they receive the mandate from the celestial council, and then it gets administrated, however it's supposed to, through the various courts down to the earth. I love Yahweh's system; it's very orderly the way it works, which makes perfect sense. It's very much like our court system, folks. A lot like it. Okay. All right, Court of the Seventy, also known as the Celestial Council. Spirit of Council is the one that guides me in the Court of the Seventy, prepares us for position. The Court of the, the um, Court of the Celestial Council, the Council of Seventy, was the Celestial Council. The Celestial Council deals with matters that affect the entire cosmos. Okay? So in other words, not what's happening necessarily on the earth, although the earth is part of the entire cosmos, but every planetary system, the trillions of planetary systems, everything that's associated with this cosmos, that's what the Celestial Council deals with. 
the 52 plus billions of years that creation has been there, however it is, I don't know the exact count, the trillions of planetary systems. That's what the Celestial Council deals with. The Celestial Council is not focused on matters of the Earth. It's focused on matters of the cosmos. However, whatever is affected in the, in the Celestial Council is funneled into the various different planets and the various different planetary systems, and then those planetary systems deal with the issues like they sh as they should for their own structure of whether it's their Earth, like Earth, whatever, their planet. Everybody understand that? It's important to understand that. Okay? Yeah, I'm going to leave that there. I'm not going to leave it. But here's what I am going to say. The Celestial Council is a training ground that empowers us to go to, there is another council beyond the Celestial Council. Okay? The council beyond the Celestial Council is a council that deals with the other dimensional realms. Let me explain that to you. Okay? So, like I said, Job, right? Job was a part of first creation. The book of Job is the only book in the English Bible that has lasted through first creation. Job was a son of God. Look at Job 1 6, don't see it now. And then look at Job 2 1. In Job 1 6, it says, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. So that's your council, right? So the sons come, sons of God, from all planetary systems. Second creation. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also to present himself before the Lord. First creation, Job 1, 6. Second creation, Job 2, 1. How do I know that? Because in the first creation, Satan just came among them. <laughs> he hadn't been given the right to be a son until Adam gave it to him. Our Adam. When our Adam gave him the right in 2, 4, Satan now was able to present himself before the Lord. Before he wasn't able to do that. Okay? He was going to and fro from the earth, first creation, but it was shifted, right? Now he's going to and fro the second earth. It's been given to him. Sons of God didn't give Satan this earth. We did. Now, I can go into a teaching about the sons of God, and they went into the sons of man. That's the co-mingling. They left their first estate. Sons of God, they are some. Do I talk about the chances? There are some of the sons of God. Some of, some of the sons of God left their first estate, co-mingled with us, and became the men of mighty renown. That's what the Bible talks about. Mixed seed. But those individuals are mixed seed, evil mixed seed, with our seed. All right? All right. Delve into that some more. What I do want to talk to you about very quickly is 
Proverbs 8, we're almost ending up, folks. Thank you all for being so, so patient. I know this is a lot of information. I'm going to open up for questions soon. Proverbs 8, 22 to 23. I'm going to broaden your perspective that we are not alone. We are not alone, folks. Not alone. Proverbs 8, 22. This is awesome because this is the spirit of wisdom not of the seven spirits there's another spirit of wisdom that's not of the seven spirits of yahweh proverbs talks about this spirit of wisdom who was possessed in the beginning of his way this spirit of wisdom is a wisdom that chose to manifest herself in this dimensional realm as uh, wisdom uh, feminine in nature now she was possessed in the beginning of his ways, before his works of old, set up from everlasting, from the beginning, forever the earth was. I'm going to explain to you where we fit in that Bible verse. In the nine dimensional realms. We live in the realm of creation. But there are other realms which we have not traversed in, although I believe Enoch has gone into these other dimensional realms. Meaning it's not in our cosmos. Now I've talked about realms which are within our cosmos. <clears throat> I'm talking about realms that are not in our cosmos. So the Bible says the Lord possessed me in the beginning of the way. The first dimensional realm is the beginning of his ways. That dimensional realm out of that dimensional realm, Yahweh created another dimensional realm, which is called the days of old. Which out of the days of old, he created another dimensional realm, which is called his works of old. Which is small, which out of that dimensional realm, he created another small piece of a dimensional realm, which is called the everlasting. Which out of that dimensional realm, he created another dimensional realm, which is called the beginning. We're not there to us yet, folks. Which out of the beginning, he created forever the earth was creation, which is our dimensional realm that we live in. The next dimensional realm that will be created is called Zion. That is what is to come. Creation is what is. This is the dimensional realm we're in. The next one is called Zion. What is to come? The next dimensional realm out of that is called the dimensional realm of infinity, which connects to what was the eternal dimensional realm. Nine dimensional realms. The council beyond the celestial council deals with the beings in all of these dimensional realms coming together and consulting. But here's the key, folks. It is our earth, our cosmos that everyone's looking at. Everyone in every realm. You want to know something else? These dimensional realms overlap. 
in the same space. So it's not like, wow, that dimension realm is way out there and that there, or it's in another space. No, they, it's just a matter of stepping into one realm or another. Every court that I just explained to you are in dimensional realms. They could overlap. They don't interact with each other. You step into it and it's this whole dimensional realm. They're all dimensional realms. In heaven, that's why everything I'm talking about, it's like a multiverse. Heaven is a multiverse with many, many different realms in it that you can step in and out. Realms of all kinds, realms for the babies, where all the babies are that are growing, babies that have been aborted, the realms for the courts. All right, I could go on and on about the various different realms. See, angelic realm, I can go on and on, right? So I want you to understand, I know for some of you all this is like, wow, this is a lot, but I want you to understand, and I'm just dropping some seeds, <laughs> just some seeds of information to give you an idea of what's out there and, and, and how we can move in and out of it. Now, Enoch, from what I understand, he is one of my governors. I haven't spoken to him about it. I have heard from other folks. He has gone back into the dimensional realm of the beginning, maybe even the everlasting. And depending on, if you read the book of Enoch, you'll, you'll begin to, you'll, you'll be able to see, potentially, spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding can reveal to you where he's gone. He's in a, sorry, such an amazing being. But, we are now in creation, and I'm going to go back and wrap this up with all of creation is growing for the sun to take their rightful place. You take your rightful place by sitting on your mountain as a wave. Okay? Surrendering everything to Yeshua, to Yahweh, to Yerachachadim. To be placed when it's your time into a role of a priest. You must be ready for the responsibilities and duties of the role. Every position in the kingdom comes responsibility. This is no joke, folks. Every position. And I'm telling you, when you move, when Yahweh tells you it's time to move from one level of spiritual, spiritual growth to the next, he will hold you accountable for everything you do. Everything you do. And you cannot move in higher spiritual levels of authority. You don't have an intimate relationship connection with him. He will not trust you with the keys to his kingdom. Period. It's not going to happen. All right, that's it, folks. That was a lot. Oh, my word, I've got up according to the Lord. That's the last quote. Let me let me have to see about that. <laughs> One last quote. The court of the Assad, court of the Lord is its doctrine. Court of the Lord, Spirit of the Lord is teaching me about the court of the Lord. This is important. The court of the Yasad, Y A, capital S O D, two separate words, Yasad. It's where we make our agreement, our destiny scroll. We come down through the birthing chamber of heaven into the court of the Lord, stand before Yahweh, agree to the scroll, 
and then he sends us into the earth through the womb of our mother. Remember what it says in the Bible in Jeremiah, before I knew you, I formed you in the womb and called you a prophet to the nations. That's a clue. He knew you. Okay. Before you were formed in your mother's womb. He knew you because he created you. He just took his life and said, I'm going to create Jeff. Or I'm going to create Jim. Jim comes down through the birthing chamber of heaven into the court of the Lord, according to Messiah. Jim stands as a spiritual being in front of Yahweh. Covenant is scroll. Then Yahweh sends him in the womb of Jim's mom. Now, people say, well, why aren't we walking out of scrolls? Remember, because sin cause us to have amnesia, to forget what we covenant, covenanted to do. What we're sharing with you and teaching you is something that's striking in your spirit and is allowing your spirit to remember what you agreed to do on your destiny. Should you choose, it's a choice to remember all my words. It's like the Matrix all over again. That movie is awesome. You're going to take the red pill or the blue pill. Which one are you going to take? Right? Once you awaken and your spirit awakens to what you are supposed to do, you will never go back. Life as it was will never be the same. Because Yahweh is calling you to step into your destiny, which means you must Break down, get rid of the old framework of how you were taught what the Bible says and step into what Yahweh is revealing what the Bible says. I could go on to that, but I'm not. This is super exciting, folks. Remember, Yahweh, right now, I just, as we are in front of you, Seeking your heart to go deeper into your heart. I ask you, help us to remember. Help us to remember who we already are. Help us to know. Take the blinders off of our eyes. Anything that is affecting our minds and the way that we think, break down what we thought was true and show us through your revelation what is your truth. Open our hearts and our minds to receive what you have for us. We open our hearts willingly to you. Everybody that's here has a hunger and thirst to know more. We, we know, Yahweh, you have given each and every one of us a scroll, and it is our responsibility to walk it out the way you want us to walk it out. Not our own heart's desires, but how you want us to walk. We love you. We give you permission. 
to have active control over our lives. We surrender. And it is my hope, Yahweh, that everybody in the sound of my voice will choose to sit upon their mountain as a Lord and then surrender their throne to you, Yeshua, so that you may teach them how to be a man. It's my desire that everyone here will walk their destinies full and fulfill exactly what you call them to do. It's not too late. Doesn't matter. We know you have a plan for us. And we know that you will lead us because that is a desire of All of creation grows. We want to answer the call to all of creation groaning and be the answer that they have been waiting for. We are the answer that creation has been waiting Step into that right now. We love you and we glorify you. We love you, Yeshua. We love you, Ruach HaKodesh. We love you, Amen. Amen. I'm willing to take a few questions. Anybody got questions? Who's got some questions? Okay. I I do. Hi. And uh, hi, Nina. So glad to meet you in person. So excited. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> this is so exciting. So I am one of those who heard all of this information maybe a year ago. And I went, whoa, that is way over my head. But now the Lord has brought me to a place where I'm ready. I believe I'm really ready. So I believe I'm starting in the mobile courts working on my soul gate. So my question is for everyone here. How do I step into my soul gate and clean up my soul in the presence of the Lord so that I'm ready to advance in the kingdom and receive my mandate? Then, after you answer that, I have a really strange one that happened to me um, in deliverance where I saw that when I was in the court of the Lord being sent from heaven to my mother's womb, and had received my mandate that as I was being sent, I screamed, no, I changed my mind. And rebellion, as I came to the second heaven, demons attached themselves to my spirit, and I got in trouble from the womb. So I have all of that to undo and go back to this court and ask the Lord to heal that in me so that I can do the mandate that I was, that I originally said yes to before I screamed and said, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but, um, so. Yeah, okay. Kate, somebody's putting up, thank you, Jen. Kate, I was just going to say, Jen, put that up again, please. Gateways of the threefold nature of man 
Jen Spry, she's got that up. I was going to first say that is a great book to delve into that will help give you a, folks a better understanding, especially the folks that are new to this. This is by Ian Clayton. Okay, you can find it on Amazon or you can find it on his Son of Thunder website, Gateways of the Threefold Nature of Man where he takes you through the process. We have a podcast also that deals with the gates. It talks about his book and then our experiences, cleansing the soul gates, building the spirit gates. Our podcast, you all pretty much know what that is. That is, um, you can go to our website, God's Wow, G-O-D-Z-W-O-W.com and find the link that'll take you to our podcast. But here's how I would say to do it. I can tell you, Leslie, how I did it. I, I really wanted to become cognizant of what my soul gates were first. What are they? And then take an inventory of what's blocking them. Talk to Rakakadesh. So what I do, and I, I, would be, I would clean them with communion. I would first engage in communion. If you all don't know the supernatural power of communion, you need to listen to the podcast we do. It is paramount. Yes, there you go. Jen's got the little diagram up there of the gates. Perfect. As you engage with communion, I will type in the website, yes. As you engage in communion, I would enter into one of the soul gates and then let Ruach HaKadosh or Yeshua lead me through that gate and tell me what's blocking that gate. What's blocking that gate? And then use the blood of Yeshua to clean it. Use the blood of Yeshua to clean the gate and then work through my gates that way, right? I can't go into a whole teaching in that right now, but that's a start. Another thing you can do is address your autosomes in the mobile court. I have a whole teaching on autosomes. I'm not getting into that right now. Address your autosomes, which is the record. Yes. <laughs> it was showing the podcast app right there. Our podcast app, God's Well, you can download it on your iPhone or your Android. It talks about the autosomes. Yes, you got it too. That was great. And what I did was deal with one autosome. If you look at the pictures of the autosome and how they look, I dealt with one speck at a time. Yahweh says he's coming back for a spotless bride. He meant it. Or Yeshua says he's coming back. Yahweh and Yeshua, right? So I would address each speck on my autosome one at a time and take it into the mobile court. And I said, I'm going to do this Baruch until you tell me to stop. It took me several months to do it. And I did it. I was determined. I didn't know how long it was going to take. I did it so that I had no platforms in me, folks. No platforms in me. It took me about four months. But I did it three to four times a day. Three to four times a day for four months, folks. Which, if somebody wants to do it once a day, that could take you what? More than a year, wouldn't it? Yeah. So it depends. It could take. So I'm not saying I'm telling you it's going to take you four months. It could take you shorter. It could take you longer. Depends on how you want to engage with this process. And what Yahweh tells you: always be led by Rukhakadesh, Holy Spirit, folks. Always be led. Always be led. Okay. 
Always be led. All right. Who's there that can type in that name of that book? Jen, can you do that for me, please? Type in the chat the name of the book for folks. And um, yeah, that'd be great. It was Nina. That was the the book that we used on the first class that we gave. We went uh, for a couple of months, actually. Yeah, yeah. through every gate, and we we at first we laid a foundation of a couple of things, and then we went to the book. Uh, we bought. I asked all the students just to buy all the books. You know. Yeah. So we've been going from book to book, and and that was the first one that we used, and we worked with the. Uh, we've been doing uh, for the past uh, months. We've been doing uh, communion, uh, also the jod he vav he, like yes, engaging uh, the name, engaging yes. the name, and some some things are happening. <laughs> Just doing no, that. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> so so yeah 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 it's, uh, we've been we've been uh, using that book and and also I just uh, heard your Autosom's uh, podcast, like yes. I think it was like two or three days ago, it was awesome. Yes. Okay, so something that uh, what I'm what I want to say is just you, you need to start by faith, you know, just move forward. Okay. Yes. Uh, you know, my experience just uh, the spirit just start like inviting me and leading me into everything, and by faith I start to engage on everything. Okay. And we started like a couple of years ago. It was crazy because uh, things were happening with us, with my wife and myself. Um, I come from the church uh, thing, you know, uh, the, the um, pastor. And, yes. Yeah, and one of the things was that happened to me was like, stop over there. <laughs> now I'm going <laughs> to teach you. You know, it was good that you went to Bible study, uh, Bible college to study and yes. you know, your BA and everything, you know. But now you need to stop and I'm going to start teaching you the things. Something that, new. Yeah. The, the things Come on now. And, and, and the thing is, it was funny because we started like, uh, like praying and engaging and praying and engaging and, and things start to happen to us. And one of the days I came across Ian Clayton. This was like eight years ago. Yes. The first time I saw like a, a small video of him, um, I think for right away, right, right away, the first minute, I was like, wait, 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 I need to stop here. It was my first reaction. Okay. <laughs> it was crazy because, you know, I, I, I stopped over there and for one or two weeks, like, watch was just, hey, you need to go back. I want to teach you things. You need to go back. <laughs> It was, it was like uh, my religion thing was, you know, going on uh, at that time. And when I came back and, and started hearing Ian Clayton, I was like, Francis, uh, this guy is just speaking about the things that are happening to us. And, and, and he's explaining everything. Because the first thing, you know, that, that happens, it always happens to me, is I start having these experiences, you know. And then the knowledge comes and, you know, the puzzle comes together, okay? Yeah. And I've been seeing the mountains. I saw myself in a couple of them, you know. I, I, I've been having a couple of uh, experiences like that and observing what's going on. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, we need just to address or, or just start, you know, by faith on this. 
just move forward, okay? And just, you know, observe and, and let, you know, Yahweh, Ruach, Yeshua, you know, let them lead us, you know, to do the things that we need to do. Awesome. I love that. It does come out of rest. Yeah. Um, understand. I love what you said, Elias. Just step in. Just step in somewhere, folks. And just be, just step in somewhere and begin on this journey. Um, it's exciting. It's so, so, so exciting. Anybody else have a question? Can I ask one? Yes, you can. Hey. 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 <laughs> well, one, I just wanted to say thank you so much. It has been amazing, amazing teaching. Um, so I was, oh gosh, a couple of things. One, I'm so glad that you went so deep into the different realms, different kingdoms, because um, I had, you know, been experiencing a lot of things that, well, I realized one from the Passover conference that we did mm -hmm. and after that, that a lot of what I had been seeing and experiencing in night encounters and things like that were not necessarily of, of the heavenlies, you know, and I wasn't aware of that. And mm -hmm. so, so that, that was great. But when you mentioned Joe, when you first started off and you mentioned Joe, I got really excited because um, yesterday evening, Yahweh led me back to Joe. <laughs> and um right and right before when i got home from work before the you know your before your call the only thing i wanted to do was get back to job again and while i was reading for some reason i felt like there was some connection and um and i was reading you know when you always spoke out of the whirlwind yes um started i think in chapter 38 yep and while i was reading that so much of what he said felt like he was speaking about rounds, you know, just one example quickly. And I know, I know where time is short, but um, it was chapter 38 and there's so many places I've got highlighted, <laughs> but verses um, 16, he said, have you entered into the depths of the sea or have you walked in the foundations of the deep? Yes. Seven, 17 says, have the gates of death been revealed to you or have you seen the gates of the shadow of death? And I was thinking while I was reading that, that man, these, he, I just felt like he was talking about different realms. These oh. are all realms and it was just so good. So I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going on a lot because I'm excited. But. It's good, I'm glad you're excited. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thank you. It that is so awesome. Anyone but else? I want more. I've got. To, I've definitely got. To, I want to learn more. I want to really, really um, dive in. So you know, thanks for sharing so much good information and good resources too. So I'll be, I'll be looking for more. Everyone here, within the sound of my voice, you can step on your mountain tonight and choose to. I want to start in the spiritual level of authority as a Lord. That's it. Just choose to step on your mountain. If you need help with that. Look, listen to our podcast about building your mountain and then listen I have an E&E &E, like an engagement exercise got some music in the back where it takes you through the process of stepping on your mountain you can actually do that tonight or whenever you're ready and then as you're working through the process cleaning out your gates and all of that you're already on that mountain you're surrendering yourself to Yeshua and you're beginning the process now, this may be, there may be some people who are in leadership positions like apostles and preachers and pastors. You have not delved into this yet. Even in what you're doing, you have not begun 
you've not, you've not even started to develop your spiritual level of maturity and journey in that without going through the process of character development, full surrender, getting all of us, I can tell you, oh, I've been in every leadership position you can think of. And it was kind of like, Yahweh was like, let's take that right on back to the beginning. <laughs> okay? Am I not, Elias, what am I saying? Am I not true? Because <laughs> there's a lot of folks who are in leadership positions that come into this journey and they think, well, of course I'm a king. I'm just yeah. going to step into that position. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It does not work that way. No, no, no. Anybody else got a question? Come Can on, I ask a question? Yes. It's Jessica. Sorry. Hey. I'm doing a couple things. Um, hold on just a second. Let me go into my room. So um, I've been engaging with the mobile cords, of trying to. Um, and I shared an encounter that I had a couple of days, days ago with the God's Wow group. But I guess I'm having a little bit of trouble because um, I feel like I can't say his name. Ruach Hekodesh is like leading me into it. Um, but you know how the word says test every spirit and stuff like that. Um, this morning I got woken up. Like I stayed up till six, went to bed. And then was woken up about nine o'clock in the morning and I kept hearing the same voice in like my head type of thing. It, it didn't sound like my thoughts saying your presence is requested in the courts. So I guess my question is, how do you, is there a way to check to make sure that it's not, it's not me trying to pry my way into the courtrooms? Cause I'm ha cause I, um, they brought into my attention a couple of nights ago that, you're, you're asking Holy Spirit to do all these things for you. And that's not how it works. <laughs> he leads you. You don't lead him. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. So all of this comes, again, out of an intimate relationship. As we enter into the mobile court, always have Yeshiva with you. He's always there. Wherever you go into the kingdom, into the mobile court, wherever he leads you, always have one of the Trinity there. If you're hearing something that says you're, you are requested to enter to the mobile board, that could be, it could be, but ask Barak HaKadosh or ask Yeshiva. It could be an indication, a hint, maybe from one of your angels or something that, hey, you need to go. All right? But always check it through them. Just ask. Holy Spirit, Barak HaKadosh, is should I go to the court? I'm hearing this voice. It really is just that simple, which is why it's so important to develop a personal relationship. You will never be lost. You'll never go into a shadow court. You'll never go. There are shadow courts. There's shadow realms. There's shadow planetary systems where evil beings create a copy or an imitation of what the real is. You'll never have an issue with that as long as you've got, you are in, you are entering into the kingdom with Yeshiva Baruch HaKadosh for Yahweh. So the very first thing you just ask, Jessica, go to your go-to, your heart. Go to your heart, connect with Yahweh, and say, is this you? He'll tell you. Okay. okay. That, that yeah. helps. I mean, I went out of faith because I was like, okay, because I didn't want to ignore the call if it was him. And I, I asked Yeshua, and I asked Ruach HaKadosh, and then the seven clouds of witnesses and all, all the wonderful things. I was like... 
Perfect. Now, Yeshua, can you take me into this? And I did begin to like pray like about it. And I asked him like, what are the accusations being brought against me? And it was actually something that I didn't even think would, would be like, it has to deal with COVID. That's an indication then. And usually when you're being told something, you maybe didn't have an idea, you're being led, that, that's being spirit led. Okay. Wow. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else? Hi, good, hi, good evening. Um, good. I like to, I, I'm very new to this, the Holy Spirit. It's funny because in the real world, I work in the legal system. Yes. So uh, I, I don't know, God, you know, my, I, I've always have an understanding that my, my calling is in deliverance and healing. So I don't know how God is going to use this whole legal uh, courts of heaven, but I am super willing to learn, grow, and do his will. This morning, I woke up with um, cyst and desist. I could hear it in my, like, almost audible. It was so strong, and it's been in my mind all day. So would you please, uh, I'm new, I'm, and I apologize for those of you that are more advanced, would you give me an example of assist and desist order? See, the desist order is an order that prevents and stops something from taking place. The, well, whole, the whole idea of, let me give you a broader picture. The whole idea mm -hmm. of the evil realm is to prevent you from fulfilling your destiny. Whatever the evil beings can do to stop you from walking out your mm -hmm. destiny, they will wow. do. Mm -hmm. Okay? With any order that you hear or that you're given, the first question you should ask Yahweh, Rock HaKadosh, Yeshua, is what is the root issue that is bringing about this request? Whether it's a cease and desist order, whether it's an illness or sickness and disease or something in your body, whether it's even COVID, it really is a fairly simple process because your point is, not to just say, Ivy, what is this cease and desist order? But it's to dig deeper and say, why is this cease and desist order even coming about? Thank in you. In other words, I mean, I understand. Yes, you understand that. So a cease and desist, but see, without my knowing, this is why you got to ask for a crocodile. I don't know the circumstances that the cease and desist order is even coming out of. So it, it's hard for me to say, what it is in your situation, but I can say cease and desist is exactly what it says it is. Someone or something must stop and desist. Stop from doing what it's doing. Now, what does that mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it was perfect. I mean, I understood the legal definition of it. I know what it does in the court. I've you know dealt with them before. Uh, especially, I, I volunteer with uh, physical abuse or sexual trafficking victims. Oh, wow. So I, I know exactly in the legal, in the natural realm, what it does. I just needed that little key that you just gave me of the root of it in my spiritual life. So yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Perfect. Awesome, Ivy. You're going to really grow. I do want to tell you one thing. Before I even came on this journey, me and the, 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 the bench of three, before Mary jumped on it, it was me and Ruth, Ruthie. She should be on tonight. I see her husband here. We had a ministry of deliverance. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, 
there's really nothing in the Bible that says you need to have a ministry of deliverance. That is something that's connected to church age kind of fivefold ministry philosophy, uh, spiritual um, culture. Mm -hmm. When we started on this journey, we realized if you're just focused on deliverance and in your ministry, you are missing the entire point of what it means to be a son and grow on your level of spiritual maturity. Because once you govern, instead of warring, that's what spiritual warfare is warring. I've done it all, cast out demonic spirit, warred against demonic spirits, you name it, got attacked by my, I mean, I, I've been through all of that, right? So I'm speaking from experience. I don't war like that anymore, it's <coughs> tiring. What I do is I show people how to, how to get delivered, not just for that one thing, but how awesome. to get made whole through the working to their soul gates, to the cleansing, uh, cleansing to their soul gates, to the building of their spirit gates, to the, to the building of their, their uh, uh, love gate, so that they won't be attacked anymore. Complete full wholeness through the blood of Yeshua, Deliverance is not needed anymore. The ministry is not needed if everyone would choose to step into this. Now, will there be somebody that will come to you that says, hey, I need help? Yeah, ask Murak Kadesh how to help them. But for me, the best way to help them is to teach them how to grow and to be a son. Not just to deliver one thing here or there. And they go away free. Because you notice when you deal with these deliverance and things, some people have delivered. Sometimes they get it back. Sometimes they don't know how to keep the deliverance. They really don't have the tools exactly. to walk in wholeness. This sonship journey gives a person the tools to walk in wholeness. So we totally scrapped our deliverance ministry, which meant our identification of what it meant. You always say, break that down. Now, what is in the Bible is the call to be a son. And hmm. that... People, every person needs to know how to become. Thank you. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, God is just speaking, speaking to me right now because the biggest thing that I see is that people go back into the world and don't know how to. And for the past three weeks, I have been uh, step into your authority, step into your authority. I even went back to read the Kenneth Hagin little book about stepping in my authority because I couldn't understand but I can see especially with victims um, that have been bound since they were so young it has to be something deeper than just a deliverance Come you know, on. so I think that it's amazing the understanding that and the wisdom that God just allow has allowed me to perceive tonight so I am very grateful for the teaching thank you thank you thank you uh, ivy i mean wow you're just i can i can see i'm not speaking any prophetic things but i can just tell what i can say to my spirit you do have a major calling god is going to use you powerful once you begin to really grasp on to these teachings and have an understanding you're going to really grow and he he has Amen. a way to find out what your destiny scroll is okay Find out Thank what you, it is in the timing that he gives you. Well, first, just start with right. the basics. 
start with the basics and you will grow. Thank Nina. you. Thank you very much. Okay. Shalom. Nina, can you yes. um, do two things quickly? Because I dropped off when you were explaining the Chancellor's Court. And could you just give the list of the different dimensions again, please? Yes, the different realms or the. Yes. Okay, and then you want just to really quickly tell you about the Chancellor's Court, what it is? Yeah. The Chancellor's Court is the court of the, of, where the sons of God um, take, take court. It's the court where, I, I didn't even really explain this process. I probably should do that real quick. Let me do it right now. Here's how it works to legislate. Now it gives you a mandate to legislate when you're ready to legislate, okay? You walk in the court of the king as a king. You sit on the bench. Now, this is how I've done it. Is it going to happen this way with you? I don't know. I'm telling you how I've done it. I did it. You talk with Yahweh. He may do it this way. He may not. Everybody understand that? All of thing, what I'm teaching, be ready. Be Allow Yahweh to direct you. I'm not the final word, okay, folks? Yahweh is. Everybody understand that? It's not about Nina, what she's teaching. It's about what Yahweh is teaching you as well on this process. This is what happened for me. I got a mandate. I step into the court of the kings as the king. I sit at the bench. I allow Rorak HaKadosh to speak through me and write out the legislation. I take the legislation from the court of the kings to the court of the chancellors. The court of the chancellors are where the sons of, like I said, the sons of God, the ones from first creation, where they govern. Sometimes we as well can also be one of the chancellors. I take it to the court of the chancellors. The chancellors are where they seal the They seal the scroll. They seal the legislation that you've done. Lion, ox, eagle, man. Once the legislation is sealed, you then take it to the court of the scribes because you want to put it in the statute book. Mm -hmm. I understand that? Put it in the statute book so other people can have access to it as well. After you put it in the, the, the statute book, then you go to the court of the angels and the court of the war, uh, court of war and strategy, either or, and then you allow you to get the strategy from the court of war. You may have it already through your legislation, where you can talk to those who are in the court of war and strategy about how to disseminate what you've legislated out throughout the earth. You get go to the court of the angels that help you to assist to bringing this legislation to pass. That's a simple process for legislating and governing. When you're dealing with the court of the judges. The Court of the Council of the Fathers, the, the Celestial Council, um, those higher courts are more like councils that you get invited to in your spiritual level of maturity. As you grow, you become a part, you observe, then you become a part of those councils, and then you work to help administrate whatever mandate comes down through those councils. Okay? Okay. Great. Um, the, what about the, what about the, the different realms or yes, dimensions? The different dimensional realms okay, uh -huh. that, that reflect what Proverbs 8.22 to 23 talks about is, I'm going to start off with the beginning of his ways, then it's the days of old, then the works of old through everlasting, to the beginning, to creation, to Zion, to infinity, and to the eternal. It's like a circle. 
okay? Because Yahweh is not linear. Yahweh's time frame is not linear. There's not a beginning and end. It's all cyclical. So uh, tomorrow, to today and the future are right next to each other. That's mm -hmm. why it's easy to time travel. We haven't even talked about some of the fun stuff you can do with this stuff. Like time travel, like um, stepping into other different realms, transfer location, like creating out of your mouth and, and Yahweh giving to the sons how to actually create through substance. I mean, y'all, this thing is amazing what Yahweh is giving us for such a time as this for these last days to prepare for what's coming upon the earth and to share with others the heart of Yahweh, who he is, and the destiny scroll that they are to fulfill. Okay? All right, cool. Would you, one more thing, you spoke about the celestial council. Is that different than the galactic council? Or is it interchange? I don't know of a galactic council. I know at first Uncle Ian called the celestial council the galactic council until he was directed. I believe he was directed by Enoch. It was not the Galactic Council called the Galactic Council. It was called the Celestial Council. Celestial Council. That's a council of 70. Yes. Okay. Which is a council that encompasses all of the beings throughout all of the cosmos. Right. Right. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else? Uh, Nina, I have a question. Yes. Uh, I have a diagnosis of stage four cancer, and uh, I was wondering if you could tell me where to begin. Yes. Do I begin with autosomes? Where do I begin? Oh, my friend, first of all, blessings upon you, and just the love of Yahweh upon you right now. Thank you. If you haven't engaged with the supernatural power of communion, I want you to start that immediately. Yeah, I'm doing that. My husband and I are both doing that. He was also diagnosed with cancer recently, so. Okay, wow. Have you listened? Have you have you ever tracked on this journey at all? Are you somebody new or you've been in this journey? Well, I've been on it, but since my diagnosis two years ago, you know, I've been so caught up with treatment for this disease that um, it's only recently, I've just recently stopped all of my treatment. I've gone on hospice that I feel good enough now that I'm not on chemo or anything. I feel good enough to really pursue this. Wonderful. And I mean, I've been, um, I've been kind of tracking along before I got sick. I was, you know, following Ian. And so this isn't totally out of the blue, Okay. but, um, you know, and uh, and I have some really wonderful friends who are really knowledgeable about this too. And they did a mobile court session when I was super sick. At one point, um, the two of them did a, went to the mobile court on my behalf. So um, I don't know. I'm just wondering if you could just give me because I don't feel like I have. I mean, I do believe I'm going to be healed. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, but I I would. I don't want to hurry the process, but at the same time, I don't have time to have it take forever, you know? Come on now. That's it. All right. So first of all, cancer is the spirit of death. When I did deliverance and things like that, the people who had it, I had to rebuke the spirit of cancer. But I want to go deeper than that. So when you engage with communion, you need to be doing communion if you're not doing it already. Uh, no less than three times a day. Okay. But you probably should be doing it more. You're from Rakhakadesh, Holy Spirit. How many times do you do communion a day? 
When okay. you do communion, when you say that your DNA is being transformed in the DNA of Yahweh, when you connect your heart to Yahweh's heart, I want you to draw upon the presence of his kingdom, take his heart and everything that comes out of it, draw from his presence, take his presence and imagine it filling every cell of your body. Okay. Okay. I, we had a friend of ours that was, that was sick. We purposed in our hearts to do communion seven times a day. Well, until something broke and boy, it did. I mean, he was sick. I'll tell you, he, he is awesome now. Okay. So if you're not utilizing communion in that way, I really want to encourage you because I want to tell you to do that and do something else. Okay. So that okay. should be like something you should ask you and your husband both. And right. you just feel the presence of God. You just sit and I understand how it is to be sick and it's sometimes difficult because you're really struggling with this with this illness against your body. But you just sit in his presence and you draw. You say, Yahweh, I draw from your presence. I draw from your presence and I just take it. Take what he has for you because that's where your healing is coming from. You can heal yourself that way. Right. Okay. Now, the very first thing you and your husband need to do is ask Ruach HaKadosh, what is the root? What is the platform that has allowed the sickness to sit upon it? What, what is the root or the platform that is allowing this sickness to sit upon? That is correct. Once you get that, you can do it as you're doing communion, as you're before the throne of grace, do communion. Then have a conversation with Yahweh while you're there. Heart to heart, just connect. All right? Find out what the root of cause of the issue is. Once you find out what that causes, then you take it into the mobile court and address it all the way back to the record from whence it came into your seed line of your generational seed line, either through the overshadowing of evil beings or the, or, or the trading by your ancestral line. Cut off that platform. Then what you do for your healing and and will 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 really begin to work with your body because you remove the platform stop fighting against what you're doing if you do decide to say do uh do um come on now what is it chemo what i love with my, no, what, I'm, what my I'm, says, I'm done with chemo i'm not going to do it anymore i'm totally sure, done sure. i'm just going to give you an idea of what we tell people who do do it as they do it they say it, the they say the, the chemo, anything that is damaging to my body no longer has will have its effect or hold on me, but all the good aspects of the chemo will work, not the bad aspects. We have said that in the past. But what this will do in the court, a mobile court, when you address the root issue of the cause of the cancer is it'll break down that platform, ask Ruach HaKadosh if there's any other root issues that are also connected to the issue. You can address that in a mobile court and then ask Yahweh, what do I need to do to strengthen my body? Okay. 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 I'm writing all this down. You strengthen. Uh, 
Susan, you can always reach out to me on, um, you know, are you, are you on Facebook? Yes. Yeah, it's a message or something like that. I okay. have verbiage in the court of heaven Facebook group that I use when I go to the local court. I have some verbiage there. If you need that, reach out to me. I'll send it to you. That'll be helpful. If you need okay. any verbiage for communion, I can help you with that. Now, that'd be it's, great. It's not that you have to follow it completely, folks. I want you to be flexible and to do what Yahweh's moving you to do. This is just something to springboard off of. I mean, I looked at Uncle Ed's communion, some other folks, and then kind of worked it that way, a way that worked for me. All right? This is and great. there's so much other things you could do, Susan. We've got a podcast teaching on the frequencies. Um, I just want to mention this on your megahertz level and the frequency, the vibration frequency and sound were all made up of, out of that. And so right. you can play music that has the vibration frequency and sound that heightens your megahertz. You can also eat the foods that heightens your megahertz level. Um, to get cancer, your megahertz level has to be down to, I think it's 40 megahertz, which is then exposes your body. So some of the things you can do in the natural is uh, learn the megahertz and what you need to eat to heighten your megahertz level, as well as using essential oils. I mean, I use right. Right. Yeah, I use Young Living. Which one is that? Sacred Frankincense? It, yes, that's one of my favorites. Do you drink it? Do you I can't. I love it. Okay. Yeah. I can drink it or use it, put it on your body. All those things. So communion in conjunction. But man, communion is amazing. I mean, right. do communion six, seven times. Hear from Rock Kakadash how many times until you know that, okay, this stuff is, is sticking. It's beginning to work. It's beginning to transform my body. Okay. Great. Thank you very much. All and I will ready. reach out to you on Facebook, a messenger, because I would like some of the, um, like the documents or whatever you have on on communion or whatever that could be helpful. Yes, I am. Thank you. Shalom. Love you and your husband. Okay. Blessings. Thank anyone? you. Yes. Anyone else? I have a question. Can mm -hmm. you hear me? I can. Oh, thank you so much. Um, thank you for this teaching. I'll try to be as quick as possible. Um, I have a lot of uh, Masonic, Russo-Christian, Caribbean um, witchcraft and like African stuff in my bloodline. Yes. Um, in addition to what you introduced, is there um, any place that I should be visiting? Anybody I should be bringing along? <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. My my friend, and then your name is Silk. I love that. That's yes, what a cool name! Wow. <laughs> okay, um, I understand that. I had I had that as well. I had I had Masonic platform. You name it. I mean, folks from not just African descent, but any descent, y'all. We've done some really crazy stuff. Our genetics have done some really really crazy stuff. Yeah. So there's no different way. Now look. Let me explain this because I'm seeing a lot of comments on the Court of Heaven page. We'll read this prayer, read that prayer, do that, do that. I'm not saying that's bad. That is just kind of more the older way of dealing with things. Right. right? You will deal with every single platform that is in your DNA when you deal with the autism. Okay. But, okay, you can deal with it a couple ways. One, you can deal with it autosome by autosome like I did. With Ian Clayton, he could actually see the being that was attached to the one blemish. Wow. 
and it dated back thousands of years and it looked like some funky weird disgusting being okay all right all of us have mixed seed every human being has mixed seed there's not one of you that does not have mixed seed and what evil wants to do is to trigger you through various different circumstances that will allow you to operate out of that mixed seed without you even knowing what you're doing even if you're in a leadership position you wonder why some of these leaders cannot get rid of lust uh i mean right pornography right. fornication all of that it's because it's in in their dna coming from evil beings the whole sodom and gomorrah was a portal was a gate that was opened for mixed seed, they, they gave their seed to evil beings inside of the Lord. That's why Yahweh had to shut down that gate. Because there was trading going on from the human race to other beings from other realms from the mixed seed. Okay? That's why sodomy, the whole act, uh, is all, uh, all mixed seed, comes from mixed seed DNA sexual perversion, sleeping with animals, sex with animals, you name it. All of that is mixed seed activity. So the folks that are out there say, you just gotta find that thing and just push it, press it down. And you know, that's not the way you deal with it. How successful is that? Not at all. Why do you think we got all these scandals and things that happen from pastors that have been pastors for years? And I'm not in any way saying being judgmental, but what I'm saying is, they didn't understand the DNA that they had to deal with, okay? So with that being said, you can address, if you know in your generational line the issues, go ahead and address that issue all the way back to the autism, all the way back to the record. Address the your own sin in the issue, address your generational sin, and you dress all the way back to the record. Three layers to the what you address in the mobile court. Address all three so you just knock that platform down completely. And then if you still have issues with it, ask Real Kakadesh, what else is a root issue? Because sometimes there's multiple root issues that are attaching to one sin that's taking place that you can't quite get rid of that. Mm. Wow. Thank Did you. I answer your question? Yes, ma'am. Thank you kindly. I value your time. Thank you. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So I just decided instead of, I knew I had things to address. I did it. I addressed it. Y'all, I had, there's these beings that are called the grace. They look like alien beings, like you see in the movies. E.T., I guess that's the mm -hmm. best. Okay. They're not good. They fly in saucers. My fam we saw it. My family saw it. My mom and my sister. Okay? And they abduct human beings. Or they try to get their DNA. Evil beings try to get our DNA because we're the only one that is created with the breath of Yahweh that has Yahweh living on the inside of us. All the other beings that are created were formed out of his glory, out of his mouth, out of his speaking, not out of his breath. 
literally uh, connecting to who we are as beings. We have Yahweh living on the inside of us, the kingdom living on the inside of us. It's amazing, okay? That's why they want our DNA. And there are some generations that really have a lot of issue with this. They really have a lot of intrusion from other evil beings into their DNA line for purposes to destroy them and to take away. Let me tell you one other thing. So, because most of us have some kind of a order, what do you call it? Some kind of an order, like Masonic order, oh, some yeah. kind of a order or something in our generation line, right? What happens is they trade on your ability, especially if you're someone that you just can't get ahead of your finances. Whatever you do, you're trying to be prosperous. You can't grow. Oh my goodness, I'm losing money. All right. Yes, you, to got, you, you got to deal with that root because what your ancestor line did was they traded on your ability to have to be prosperous today, to have the money that you need today, to be able to build the business today. They traded it then so that the, the evil realm could take it and then prevent it from going through your generational life. You've got to look at the patterns. The patterns in your life clearly show what has been taken. Okay? Pattern, uh, platforms in your DNA, yes, could platforms in your DNA is something for the evil being to sit upon. Okay, here's a key. Yeshua said, there's nothing in them that looks like me. This is what Yeshua said. In other words, Yeshua was saying, you're the son, you're, your father is the devil, right? Yeshua said, there's nothing in them, which means there's nothing in the devil that's in me. In other words, I have no platforms in me that will allow the evil beings to sit upon. That's the key. So you don't get triggered. I really truly believe there is a, a, a plan to send vibration and frequency and sound waves into the atmosphere that will cause people to trigger. You won't even know why. But if you haven't cleaned your platforms, you'll be triggered by what it is and be caused to do things and you don't even know why. The whole idea is to clean the platforms so that nothing can land on it to then control your destiny. You know this when you have a history of things happening in your family. There's a pattern. I bet you all of you all here could see that there's a pattern that's that's happening. Why can't I get ahead? Why can't I move forward? That's because they've stolen it from you. Actually, your ancestors have taken your ancestors. We're like, hey, I, I want that now. I don't want that to go down my family line. I want it now. So I'm going to trade it so that I can have power now and trade away everything that you have. Evil beings are more than happy to take it and use it wherever in their dimensional realms while you're down here wondering what the heck is happening. Okay. So, uh, hope that helps. Another question. Okay. Anybody else? If not, we'll 
Close it on up. Yes, Jen. And Juan and Jen, but Jen, I saw you first. Then I'll go to you, Juan. Oh, you're not on, you, you gotta get off mute. Can you hear me? Okay, hi. Jen first, and then I'll get you, Juan. Okay, so I've been going out of the course with my friends or with myself um, a lot of years, like a lot, a lot of years and 11 years to be exact. And all my friends, like they see better. They go into the areas like what you're talking about. Like the, I wanted to go into the scroll room. I wanted to go into the book of remembrance and, the, and where the scribes are and all this stuff. And all, even though like every other part, like I know I'm a seer and prophetic and all that stuff. But when I go into these courts, I mean, I go all these years, but I mean, rarely do I see some, like I, and I sat there, I mean, I've worked on the gates. I, I've read like the books, all different books. I have a whole thing, Sears. And I know I see, because I see prophetically when I give like a word or something, but it, when I want to go into the heavens, like I'm just asking you to see if maybe there, I just feel like I have to keep asking until it, it happens. And I've asked, you know, other people, I, you know, have an amazing mentor and different people, but maybe there's something you could say that could help myself or even others. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of, I already know at least one person but there's a lot of people who haven't really gone into the courts enough and haven't been able to go into these rooms and go into these places and see these creatures and these beings. Like, I can't wait. I, I, I invite it regularly, daily, and even the angels. So maybe so let, me, let me ask you this question really quick. What, yeah. How much time do you spend in the heart of the Father? In the heart the of your heart of the Father? Just like, just intimate and worship i feel like like all day long i'm I, that's who i talk to i'm always i mean unless i'm I, I i do separate with jesus and holy spirit i actually even though i know it's all one i talk to them differently and have different but god i i love i wake up like talking to him i end my day talking to him and thank him and talk you to spend him. A, you spend an amount of time where you literally you set aside time and you spend time just to connect with this heart because what i find is it's a great balance between wanting to really step in to see all these things i i feel i feel like when you connect with yahweh he'll show you how you're supposed to see and sometimes we do compare ourselves with other people like i saw this i saw that it's okay jen you have a destiny that yahweh has for you and he has a way for you to walk in his kingdom it's all by faith so don't compare what other people see go into his heart strive to go deeper that's it we strive to enter in. Yes. I just want to say, like, I, I definitely, I definitely don't compare. I'm, I'm somebody I, I, but, um, I just, I just think if they're seeing it, I should be seeing it. So that's, that's my problem. If, if they, I feel like I put the time in, I have sat there, I, I've sat there, visualized it, all sorts of stuff. Like I mean, I've, I've, I've done all this. So I'm just yes. wondering if there's something else like, that's why I just keep asking the Lord, is there something I'm missing? Some legal rights, something I can go into the rest of Jen, 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 You're on the right track, but listen, everything that you're saying and everything, let me ask you this. Are you willing to let go of everything that you've done to try and see? Oh, yes. I'm willing to do anything. <laughs> I just think you, I love you. Yeah. And what I want you to do, I love it. I'll do it. Wonderful. What I want you to do is because let me tell you something. You will see the way. Yeah, I have no doubt you will see the way Yahweh wants you to see. Okay, whatever that is, I don't know what this is, and you will do exactly what He wants you to do. So what I want you to do is let go of everything that you've done, and just purpose. Just when I say to spend time with Yahweh, I mean total uninterrupted time, like not doing anything. 
I got you. Not doing anything, folks. Meditating on him, not even listening to music, sitting in silence. Now, I know some people, it's challenging for them just to do that for like 10, 15 minutes because they're getting bombarded with all these things, right? But I want you to do that. Don't go to him and even ask him about seeing. Don't do any of that. Go to him only with the desire to want to know more of him. Now, I want you to do that for 21. Do it for about 21 days. If you want to engage in communion before you enter in, that's fine. You can set aside this time so that it goes from, you can do it for an hour or so. Just do that. Okay, so I just want to say something. This is so, I, I love the Lord. This is so crazy. But, okay, so as you were saying that, like I'm somebody who, is mature and have been doing all this stuff. And I know there's people on here who haven't even done any of this stuff or haven't done the courts. So I think this is applicable. And the only reason I want to share it is that as you were telling me that I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to do that because I'm, I'm so structured, but maybe I didn't structure this and or I didn't like actually assign whatever time. But as I thought that I thought I have done that. I've done that stuff before, but my problem is every time I do that, I don't go to where I want to go. I don't go to the core of the scribes. I don't go or the scribe room, the scroll room. Instead, I have like Jesus, like experience, not Jesus experiences, but like I do have heavenly experiences, these fish, this lake, all these things. So it's not as I was thinking that as you were talking about that, because I was going to complain and say like, yeah, but it doesn't go where I want to go. All of a sudden, I just heard like Holy Spirit say this. I'm sharing with this with you guys, because if you said it to me, I might not be the only one that could hear and receive this, is that I'm trying to control my experience just and go where I want to go rather than just let him lead me into these Kristen. I just heard that and thought this might help someone else because Kristen. yes yes this is why I said when you feel that struggle always center yourself back into the heart of Yahweh where where that is the most important place to be forsake everything that you're trying to do don't even go to him with an agenda of I'm going to his heart because I want to go to the courts or this. Just love on him. And then when he's ready to allow things to unlock for you, he will do it. Even in my prayers, I would say, I just want to hug you, Jesus. I want to see this. I want to see that. <laughs> and then I try to go in and I wonder, like, he just literally told me it's because I'm trying to control the experience. So, like, when you went in and you said this, like, you said, um, I forget, maybe his wisdom, one of them seven spirits, like brought you in. How did it start? What was that initial, like, okay, so tonight I'm going to go, like, honestly, I'm probably going to always said hmm. to me, Nina, I want the seven spirits to take you into the court. Yahweh told me that. Just randomly he told you because I know him. Randomly. I did not ask. My journey these last body more than a year and a half is to seek the father's heart that's it go mm. deeper into his heart it's not to seek experiences it's to seek his heart and when i seek his heart i always know when he's ready because sometimes he's just silent i'll go through a period of time he's silent and i don't go to spend time with yahweh to ask him anything understood i know that part yep i'm saying that for the Intimacy. benefit yes i'm saying that for the benefit of other folks that are on here I go to his heart to commune with him to get to know who he is as a being. 
Then when he's ready, oh my goodness, it'll just come like a flood. When you, when you go to his heart, what does that break down in like, like, like for someone else to understand? You know what that means, but I don't. When you say you oh, go to his heart, what do you okay. do? I know it's the heart of rest. I know it's, but how would you describe that? What do you actually think? I, 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 wrote a, I wrote a book. It's called Into the Garden. It's on Amazon. You can buy the book or the ebook, and it talks, it has in there my relational connection, how I've developed it. I go to the garden of my heart. Does your book have a white cover? A white no. Cover? No? Okay. It looks like this. Okay, perfect. Okay, it's called Into the Garden. In the book, I actually walk people when they read it. It's about my relational connection with Yahweh. I walk them through my garden and what my garden looks like. Oh my gosh, I totally want to get, wait. So on here, your name comes up as a different name? It's right, that's our... Oh, I wanted to mention this really quick. That's yeah. our online school, Sha'ar Lamed. We have online schools, Shabbat schools on Shabbat. Two, two, Shabbat is Saturday. Shabbat is Saturday. Mm -hmm. Two classes per Shabbat. And the way we, the way the school is structured is that we, we spend six weeks on a topic and we take people doing engagements and exercises so that they can really develop a foundation yes. in this sonship journey. Because I find that it's stuff is being taught so fast and so quickly that people aren't really able to latch onto it and apply it. It's all about applying it, folks. You can listen to everything I'm saying. If you're not applying it, honestly, it's a waste of time and you're still no different than where you were. So like you your prophetic walking in this stuff. Yes. So like, like you said about your prophetic words, a book, I guess the same accountability and responsibility would be, I really feel like a book should teach us and train us. What is your, I didn't, everyone, it only pops up when. Nina L. Hayden. So yes. Nina, Hayden, Nina Hayden, Nina, N-I-N-A, Hayden, H-A-Y-D-E-N. Perfect. I can get the book. You can Google that on Amazon. I put it in the Amazon link. If you want to get the Kindle, you have to get on dot com. Okay. No, I like the book. Mm. Um. Okay. In the book, you can get it. Um, my, uh, one of the other bitch and three, also Ruth Ford, she's on here too. You can look, she's got a book, a devotional book that's awesome about engaging the kingdom. And it's called Engaging the Kingdom. And her name is Ruth Ford, R-U-T-H-F-O-R-D-E. She has a devotional book that brings up the stories of some of the obscure Bible characters and then takes you through some questions and answers so you can develop a deeper awesome. relationship with Yahweh. In the book, Into the Garden, I talk about my garden. Listen, Jen, you developed the garden of your heart, man, and that is so amazing. And you go there to just hang out with Yahweh, to commune, to get to know more Yeshua, or work on Kadesh. First, my intention was Yahweh, and then all the Trinity came, and it's, it is so amazing. It's such an amazing place. I'd honestly rather be there than anywhere else. But I go into my father's kingdom because he has mandated me to do some things. There's some things written on my scroll. And I do it out of the love that I have for him, the relational connection. I don't look at legislating or trying to bring down principalities and powers and stuff like that without be, having a mandate first. So it's all in centering your heart in Yahweh, period. So in the book, I talk about my relational connection with the Trinity and make it as alive as possible so people can then say, what's my relationship like 
And how can I have a deeper relationship? That's it. And then all this other stuff. Remember, the Bible says, seek first. Him. And all these other things will be given unto you. You'll know what your destiny scroll is. You'll know where you're supposed to be. You'll know what court. And let me tell you all something. Let me give you some encouragement, Jen. You're already moving in the kingdom realms. Your cognitive ability, your soul, just hasn't caught up with what your spirit is doing. Now, when you begin to connect to the kingdom realm, your soul, your cognitive functioning, connects with what your spirit is doing, which gives you now the awareness of what you're actually doing in the spirit. But Yahweh is putting a block. He's not allowing that to take place until he gets your heart in the right place. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Juan, my man. Hello, good Hello. afternoon. What's up? Nice to meet you, everybody. Um, this uh, I'm new to to everything. I, I will say, as you explain it, I come from the Constantine background of the of the church, and um, I noticed that that you're using um, the 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 names of the Trinity, but in a, in another language. Is that something that that we need to use? Uh, in order to communicate, or um, or does that takes us? And even being in that structure of, of the church, as uh, as you mentioned, the Constantine uh, structure, does that put you in a, in a place of no? Uh, I would call it no flavor, no favor. Okay, good question. Good question, Juan. Here's what I'm gonna tell you: Yahweh takes us all where we are. There's nothing that's going to block his ability to love you, to want to engage with you, to want to connect with you. My question to you is, though, however, do you want to be, do you want to have the kingdom rest upon your shoulders? There's a difference between Yahweh saying, I'm going to love you, I'm going to take you where you're at, I'm going to help you where you are right or you're stepping into a higher level of maturity and saying yahweh what do you want of me that i will do not what has the world framed up that i am supposed to think about you or call you let me ask you a question your name is juan how would you like for me to call you peter what's no. up peter why not why <laughs> That's not my name. Oh, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the language that I'm using is the Hebrew language. And it dates back, I'm sure, even, even more to the Paleo-Hebrew. The language that I'm using is the name that they called him. Jesus is not his name. That's a name that came from Ye Jesus, which means gods of many gods, that the translation went from the Hebrew into the um latin latin into english now i'm not a person that's saying you can't get to jesus by calling him jesus let me tell you something if you were doing deliverance and you say get out in the name of jesus and you were in a mormon country the demons would laugh at you because they'd say with jesus there's a lot that are here 
you say in the name of Yeshua, they know which Jesus you're talking about. So my question to you, Juan, would be, you ask Yahweh, what do, does he want you to call? You ask Yeshua, what do you want me to call you? You ask Rock Hakadesh, what do you want me to call you? And let them tell you. And then let them tell you why. And then let them lead you into more truth. That's developing a personal relationship. So when somebody says, why do you call Jesus Yeshua? You'll say, I talked to Yeshua and he told me to. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what he tells you. You understand what I'm saying? But you're not doing it because I told you to. You're doing it because you had a relational connection and you asked. People used to freak out about wearing crosses. Oh my gosh, you're wearing the cross as a sign of, you know, just... I asked Yeshua himself, do you mind if I wear a cross? You know what Yeshua said to me? He actually flashed a picture Show me the nail prints in his hand and said, I wear it every day. Mm. I said, thank you very much. I'm going to wear it every day or whenever I choose to. No one can tell me not to wear a cross. Because I spoke to Yeshua himself and asked permission. Right? That's surrendering. That's being in full surrender as a Lord. Right? Amen. So now you ask Yahweh. Is the structure of the church, the Constantine structure, the structure that you want me to function out of? Now be ready, because when you ask him, you're going to get an answer, whatever that answer is. You understand? It Amen. is not coming from me, it's coming from him. Yes. Okay. And uh, just finally, um, I heard already uh, something that, uh, about the person that talked about the the witchcraft. Mm -hmm. and, and so, anything okay god for forgives sins correct god for forgives the sins that we were uh, involved uh but are there any other things that were deeply rooted because of uh witchcraft takes legality with the demons and you know when they make like a burial or like these uh, uh witchcraft things and can they still be active and being uh, creating problems in a Christian person, or we need we need to or, or we or just the forgiveness of Jesus, the forgiveness of our sins will that stop it? Or we that's why we need to go and, yes, and ask for deliverance in the courts of, of the Lord. You're learning, yes. So. The sin and asking for your personal sin, the forgiveness of your personal sin is the first step. The next step is you deal with your generational sins, which also then encompasses the record, which is the deeper level, which is the autosomes. So when you go to court, you deal with all three. You've got to deal with the record. Even if you were to say, and Yahweh says, I forgive you of your sins, you still haven't dealt with the seed of the sin, the root of the sin. That's why you go to the mobile court to deal with the record, the root of the sin to cut off the platform. That platform, Yahweh forgives you, but that platform can still be there in your DNA if you have not dealt with the root. That's why we utilize the mobile court to deal with the roots. 
the platforms, the root. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you so much for answering these. We're learning a lot. My wife is here too. Wonderful. Hi, wife. And thank you for for everything. We're gonna be following closely. Thank you. Yes. Wonderful. We're just gonna need a couple more questions, and then we're gonna um, end for tonight or today, wherever anyone is. I I know this has been helpful for you all. I feel it. I've already uh, seen some really cool things happening. So just a couple more questions, if we have any more. Otherwise, we'll we'll end this. And uh, what I plan on doing is about a couple of options of disseminating this. I know some folks on the Court of Heaven may want to, Court of Heaven Facebook page may want to listen. So I may, um, I may either upload it or I can turn this into a podcast and put it on my podcast. I'll have to figure out how I'm going to do that. Well, let's get another question too. Any other questions? And also, Elias, did you have any trading information? If anybody learned anything or wants to just trade into what they know, you all may not even know what trading is, but <laughs> trading is just connecting with the seeds of, 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 of truth that Yahweh has dropped in your spirit to connect with that and say, I want to participate in that. I want a part of that. And Elias will drop his uh, sons of Yahweh information, his doors information. There's no pressure. We're not even, I mean, it, it's it's either something you want to do or not, but we are very much into trading. We don't, not in, it's not tithes, gifts, and givings anymore. It's trading. I don't even, I'm not going to do a whole teaching on it. If you want to know about it, we got the, if you want to know about it, we have a podcast on it, right? We'd be heavily trading. Take a listen to that podcast and you'll understand what we do. We trade into people's lives. So, Elias, you want to put that up on the um, chat? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it on. Uh, it's, it's basically, it's, it's paypal.me slash school of the sons. Um, what I need to say on this, or what I wanted to add on this, is that honor fellows honor. And, you know, it's, it's been an amazing teaching. Um, it's an, an amazing way to start our class. <laughs> so... <laughs> And, and yeah, if anyone uh, or feels on trading, just uh, I'm going to repeat it. I'm going to post it, paypal.me slash school of the sons. And just do it. Just do it. Um, we've been doing it and on our final song. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we trade our bitches three trades into folks. And man, the blessings that come out of that trade. We all trade into each other. It's amazing how that works. So. That's honor, that's also maturity, responsibility in the kingdom as well. Um, did anybody else have another question? Is there anyone else? Nina, by, by any chance, do you have any diagram of the angels uh, canopy or angelic Here's canopy? The thing, or, the thing about that is the diagrams and things that I have, I've gotten from other people and okay. don't really have permission to post. They're not my okay. own. So, so I... I'm going to honor them. Yeah. 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 So, so, uh, is there, you know, they have books on it or that we yes. can, that so we can the just buy. Yes. The resources you can go to are, uh, son of, son of thunder. Okay. He has diagrams about the kingdom. He has a diagram actually about seven of seven layers of the kingdom and all the activity that happens. I haven't even gone into like the mountain teaching. There's a lot. But if this is enough for now, um, my, Mike Parsons also has Engaging God website. 
Somebody, somebody, and he has some, he has some in his PDFs, his PowerPoints. He has some uh, um, pictures and diagrams. Someone asked us how often our classes, the way our schools function is six weeks courses, six weeks at a time. We have two breaks, two week break in between. And you can look on Shaar, S-H-A-A-R, L-A-M-E-D.org and look at the curriculum. It'll tell you what's coming up. We're finishing our first semester. We're going into our second semester. There are only two classes we teach a semester. Both classes, okay, um, we have engagement exercise in each class for six weeks, once a week, every Shabbat, that helps you to engage, and we give you homework assignments to do throughout the week, so we know that you're engaging and growing as a son in your spiritual maturity. The classes are really nominal. The price is nominal. We, right now, we're charging 40 bucks for a single class. That $40 lasts you for six weeks to go in that class, or $60 for both classes. And the classes are from 10 to 11 on Shabbat. We have a half an hour break, 11.30 to 12.30 on Shabbat. We do Zoom just like this. We go deeper into some of the teachings so that you can. Now, it's for some folks who are just beginners. It is just foundational stuff. It doesn't go into some of the deeper mysteries because we don't feel that's what Yahweh has put on our, our blueprint for our budget three. It's to help people transition from the church age into sonship and to help people apply what they learn in sonship so that then they can delve into the deeper mysteries. Now, we ourselves delve in deeper mysteries. I'm contemplating potentially having a class, but the problem is, there is no problem. The issue is with the responsibility that I have, I'm not willing to teach people who aren't in the position to learn it. And I'm not gonna go there. So let's just start with the beginner stuff. Um, and that's how we roll, okay? Um, Dr. O is another person. Dr. O, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Agbanaya. He's an African fellow. Uh, I think he's out of Nigeria. I think. He has phenomenal teachings. He has a website called Activate. A-C-T-E-V, the number eight, right? Dot com. He's there's there's lots of folks. There's Justin Abraham. He's phenomenal. You can look him up on YouTube. There's Marios Elenis who talks about the finances of the kingdom and that process and how it works. So lots of folks you can reach out to and grow with. All right, I think we're done. I this has been phenomenal. This has been great. I know this has been helpful for you all. Let's just do a, just a seal this off with Yahweh. We love you. We worship you. Tonight, we just end today. We draw upon your presence. I want everybody, as we are in front of the throne of grace, we're still there. Take a deep breath and just imagine Yahweh standing next to you like he did with Adam, Adam and Eve, Isha, Isha. He was nose to nose and he, he breathed in his breath. What I want you to do from the throne of grace, receive his breath into your body. Just take the presence of the kingdom, the presence, the heart of Yahweh through his breath into your body. Just take a deep breath. One, two, three, deep breath. Breathe in.
breathe in his presence in the kingdom. And let that just stay with you throughout the entire day. Tonight as you sleep, let his presence hover over you, around you, inside of you, ministering to you his love for you, the desire of his heart for you, and the intentions of where he wants you to go and the son he's chosen you. We love you, Yahweh. We worship you, Yahweh. We praise you. Amen and amen. All right, y'all. You can just stay in that place for <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Y'all know where? Yes. Thank you. Know you. Reach out to me. You can reach out to me on Facebook or any other social media platforms. All right. Love y'all.